after that, at least I'll have one again. Yeah. Yeah, it's a start. Alright, three things, I think. One, uh-huh. great job last week, guys. You like the pod? Two, <laughs> I, I hate you guys. Yep, yeah, I was waiting for that one. I was definitely waiting for that. Three, <laughs> I mean, I was laughing my ass off the entire time listening, but... Um, it was so... <laughs> I have more than three things. Three. You I, LAFC fan, you. Fuck you. Yo, um, how was your, how was your uh, Tom Sweezy Darby? Oh yeah, fantastic. Penis was out and everything. <laughs> um, way more than three things. I was telling Jason I've been drinking whiskey for the past half an hour. Um, oh my god! I was wondering when you were gonna start. Yep. Uh, <laughs> um. I have a thing? beer. I'm Jason, ready. Jason, I heard your Chicago accent like. I've never heard it before. Like, listening to you, like, not with me in the conversation. Like, I, last episode listening was so thick. What? It was it's so not that ba- Yo, you know, I like, all, oh. when I went uh, to school at U of I in Champaign, you know, Urbana area, yeah. all the people down there would be like, oh, my gosh, you have such a Chicago accent. I was like, what? No, I don't. <laughs> like, that. What? You live in the same state. I can't unhear it now. Like, it's in my head, and I I can't unhear it. Um, They say that I say, like, A's weird, like, when I say Chicago. You you pretty much say, like, I know you just emphasized it there, but, like, you pretty much say it like that. Yeah, they used to make, I used to get made fun of all the time for it. Can you just go, like, the Bears? The Bears. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, that's four. Don't remember, (laughs) five, five was... I fucking, like, shitty day at work, so I spent, like, my second half of the day just, like, typing up, well, sorry, writing up my notes for the podcast. No idea where I fucking put, like, seven pieces of paper of notes. So I'm oh, fucking no. freeballing this shit right now. I'm freeballing it, too. Don't worry. So we're freeballing it, and Tom started drinking half an hour ago. <laughs> this, this is going to be a rowdy this episode. This is going to be one of the best episodes ever. <laughs> I would definitely, 10 out of 10, dip my nutsack in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> greatest fucking thing I've ever, like, I don't even give a shit. That was the best thing I've ever read in my entire <laughs> it's life. It's incredible. Wait, what did, let me, I have to remember what they said. <laughs> It, that um, shit was so funny. Who sent it to me? Fucking. It was a uh, Tyler. I right? would. Yeah, I wouldn't dip my nutsack in this podcast. <laughs> I wouldn't either. But... Like, wh- I love it. I don't even understand, but I love it. <clears throat> it's something to strive for. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sending uh. my last text to my girlfriend, and then I'm gonna start talking. We about to record. We're about to record. I just spent a week with you, like oh god, yeah. time for the lads. Nope, no, I I want that. <laughs> and can't see my keyboard. Got it. Um. <laughs> okay. Fuck! I had everything written down. What episode is this? I hate my life. Is it like 97 or 98 now? I think it's 97. Real? I got it. I got you. It's 97. The Sam and Jason Super Special was last week. <laughs> <laughs> it was a yeah, good name. Tom, you should have you seen Jason like right before it. He's like, 
Um, should I like? Should I get an intro? Fuck it, we're just gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we're just rolling. Record. <laughs> <sighs> I was like, I was like, hmm, does Tom like plan this out, this intro and shit? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> do I plan out? The, like, what do you mean? <laughs> like your intro flows so well. I mean, you've been doing it a long time, but like no, saying hello. Shit, it works, you know. And I was like, I have no idea what to how to start the podcast. Yeah, now I'm gonna get really self conscious about my intro. Bro, I well, said it was good. Yeah, now I'm gonna like, yeah. really focus on it though. <laughs> oh my god, this um, is gonna this uh, is gonna hello, podcast. Hello, to hello. To. <laughs> um, I really want to find my fucking notes. Um, okay, sorry, I'll start it. <laughs> At least Turns out we've been recording the whole time. I have. Been, we probably but it's fine. were. Yeah, yeah, he always does that shit. I know. You guys ready? You had Whatever to get you are. five cards. Hang on, let me just take a shot. Oh, I I meant sip, not shot. Are you going from the bottle? No. Um, Oh, that that sound just describes that whiskey. Yeah, I I threw up last time I drank it, so that's why. Proper (laughs) twelve. Yeah, it's good. I like it, but it was my birthday last time I drank it. Oh, (laughs) yeah. It's always fun. Three, two, (laughs) one. Episode fuck ninety-seven. Episode 97 of the Amazonas Podcast. This is Tom Sweezy. Um, apparently, I'm good at doing this. Jason, you fuck got in my head. From Chicago. Jason V. Vang. Jason, how you What's doing? up, everyone? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. Actually, I'm excellent now that you just fucked up that intro. <laughs> and Maryland doesn't have an accent, but from Maryland, Sam Nelson. Maryland. Uh, uh, actually, we, we call it Merland down here. Um, we don't Merlin. pronounce all the letters. Uh, yeah, Merlin and uh, Balmer is a uh, you know the hometown Balmer. So uh, yeah, how you doing, guys? Balmer Merlin. Um, Balmer Merlin. I went to school down by Merlin too. Um, Did you? Yeah, York, Pennsylvania. Oh, you went to? Oh, okay. I, I know where that is. Yeah, yeah, it's like 15 minutes from Maryland border. Um, from Merlin. From Merlin. <laughs> Merlin. <laughs> So, I mean, this is an episode that I am not prepared for. Uh, it's my first episode back from vacation, so my After mind... just a f- we're we're uh, following up just one of the most phenomenal episodes in the history of the pod. Oh, totally, you guys! <laughs> amazing. It was, it was highly rated. <laughs> Complete assholes the entire time, but it's fine. You know, it's whatever. Uh, we, but did we talk about soccer? You did the talk. whole time. I was in, mostly. I was hey, impressed. We, that soccer we killed came it. Out. I I kept us on track. Not as good as you did, yeah. but like I I really worked at that. Jason, I did want to ask you that when you're like obviously you took the reins last episode. When you're leading it, isn't it difficult to keep the shit on track when you're just trying to get through an episode when you just want to talk about other shit, but you're like <laughs> fuck, I really like I have to keep this going straight. Um, well, I never actually thought, like, hey, I really got to keep this going straight. I was just like, I don't know. I just kind of kept rolling with it. I, I was like, we, we're going in the next game because we, we'd started talking about, like, fucking giraffes or some shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there was the whole Danish versus Dutch debate. It was great. That, then there was the Tom's that. favorite team debate, which is oh, really, that was a good one. really a nice one. That was my favorite I part. I can't wait to, to hear the conclusion to that. How do I uh, kick? Yeah, do you have a rebuttal? Um, I think he's gonna kick us off this call. Soon. <laughs> it's just gonna be him <laughs> on this podcast. It's just gonna be him talking about the games. Um, rebuttal <laughs> to a few things: Danish and Dutch. Uh, I picked Danish. Um, 
my favorite team is NYCFC. I just, you know, okay, okay, just you know, jealous that my second. Well, they tied, so you actually don't really have a favorite team. I was gonna say, so now he's just. Yeah, neither of them won. So. I'm not going through with the MLS Aces official one-time <laughs> switch of team fandom. Just to let you guys know that. Um, that was really well done by Sam, by the it way. Was. That was a great point. I, Cheers, know, I, I like that. Good job, Sam. Take a shot. Uh, so I'm not going to lie. That's because um, a buddy of mine who... Uh, no, 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 no. We didn't want backstory. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> it was us. No backstory. Was just going to drink. Just going to drink. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what was the last Cheers. thing that I wanted to rebuttal? Um. Oh, the Yankee Stadium does suck for soccer. I've been there yeah. live a few times. Also, I, the I agree camera with you. angles during the live matches are fucking uh, low as shit. Yo, try sitting in the fucking stands and you're a million yards away from the actual field. Not fun. Yeah. <laughs> yo, but how about we like go with what me and Sam were saying? The curved field, just the outfield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I like that. You know, be exotic. I think That's why they got Pirlo, because he can The one the net should be right behind the plate, <laughs> and the other net should be in center field, and just go. You have, savage. you have the entire diamond and everything to just run. Ooh, out. ooh, that... I like so, that. Who's at a disadvantage? Definitely the people with the little net. The fans. <laughs> the fans. Without a doubt, it's the fans. <laughs> That's awesome. The fans are already at a disadvantage for having to go to a baseball stadium to watch soccer. Yeah, but I mean, like, MLSsoccer.com released the news that it's going to get announced soon, and then I click on the link, and the the article says, oh, within this year, we're going to get a stadium announcement. Fuck you, within this year. Within the year, you're within gonna this century, we're going to get a stadium announcement. And it's going to be just as a pain in the ass to get to as Yankee Stadium is. No, you know what this is going to be? It's like, actually, we're going to be moving to the Mets Stadium. Yo, I love that. I'm a Mets fan, and that's that's, a, that's one train ride away. <laughs> Let's do it. I mean, just because it's close doesn't mean it's better. I'd still go to way more games. Just that's gonna, fair. Just gonna point that out. Right, We're gonna start going out to Long Island, out to the uh, out to the Coliseum. I mean, I, I, I live in Long Island, so I don't have to. Go I know, out so to you'd Long be Island. happy. Hey, I, I think the Coliseum's great. So uh, I was actually helping you. Is that what the Mets Stadium is called? No, nah, it's City Field. But I'm gonna take another drink. You guys can talk about that. Uh-huh. Yo, do, doesn't doesn't the Mets Stadium have like that apple that appears if they hit a yeah, home man, run? Yeah, man, the home you run could... apple. <laughs> Mid shot. Yo, he he. Like Yo, every time imagine he scored, a goal is like, scored. Oh my god! And the fucking apple pops out. I would be like, this is amazing. Yeah, I, I actually have like taken that idea. my clothes off to that apple going up. <laughs> Let's uh, yo, who wants to write the letter to MLS.com? Uh, to MLS.com, I don't know if, if the, the uh, major ma- listing service. Yeah, the major listing service hasn't much power over that, but um, <laughs> whatever, whatever. I'm gonna just steer the convo to soccer. What's it's already soccer? on soccer. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, talking about apples and stadiums. Yeah. I'm so happy I'm back and I'm I'm drunk for this one. Um, <laughs> CCL play happened when we were gone. That wasn't good for MLS teams. Now, would you call it play, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> I mean, like... <laughs> hey, we actually updated that. That was I was mm-hmm. very impressed with us that we thought of... I was really impressed I with like, you, Jason. No, you pulled that one out. The funny thing about that is when you listen to the episode, Jason goes, Oh, shit, it's on. We should probably know that. <laughs> that was the best part. <laughs> 
I was like, oh, wait, yeah, it's on <laughs> right now. And it worked. Absolute shit on. So um, the game's finished up. Santos Laguna beat Red Bulls, I think it was 6-2 on aggregate. Yep. Yeah, six to two. But I like the way um, you said it better, where you like put emphasis on the two. Well, this again, well, this no is... notes. I'm just kind of clicking. <laughs> T. Grace beat the Dynamo three nothing on aggregate. Um, uh, Monterey beat Atlanta three one on aggregate, but Atlanta won the second leg. So watch the fuck out. And um, Sporting Kansas City uh-huh. beat Independiente four two, and they're the last remaining Major League Soccer team, and they're going on to face Monterey, who sits I think second right now in Liga Mecki, So that's not fucking good. But does SKC have any shot after an amazing comeback at home against uh, the Panamanian team? Either one of you. I'm not calling out names. <laughs> We're all fucked. All right. All right. I go. I go. I go. I go. I go. I'll go. I go. Is that all right with you, Sam? Please, yeah. At this, at this point, you're going to go. <laughs> Sam, go. <laughs> Jason, go. Jason, what, what do you have to say? Sam, are you sure you don't want to go? Oh, okay, I'll go. I'll go. Um, uh, okay, what was the question? Does SKC have a shot to move past Monterey? I think so, yes. I think it'll be tough, but um, if there's any MLS team that I would have faith in, it'd probably be SKC. So, in short, yeah, I think they do have a shot. I know a team that I don't have faith in. That would be Chicago Fire. But, um, Sam? Uh, uh, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, you know, I, it's not a good look that it was a 4-2 um, aggregate score against a team from Panama that no one's ever heard of. But Peter Vermees can do anything he puts his mind to. So he, Peter he can pull Vermees this Peter is a god. Yep. I mean, Listen, it was, I think they've scored, uh, it was like 10 goals and they only allowed two in four CCL games. That's not bad. And they got some depth. I don't know. I have confidence in SKC and I honestly believe they can get past Monterey and stupid Jonathan Gonzalez. But we also had confidence that Atlanta was like the best team out there. So Okay. I have, Ooh. I have liquid confidence. Ooh. I like that. <laughs> That's, that's where I'm at, though. Like, that Atlanta thing, that's just... And I want uh, to ask you guys about Atlanta, so let's talk about it now. Is it time to push the panic button for Atlanta, Sam? No, it's. I mean, it's too early, but it is not a good... It's not a good look right now at all. It, it's too early to panic. It's uh, week three of the season, and then two... What is it? Four games in uh, the CCL. Yeah. But it's, uh, it's, not, it's not pretty. Frank DeBoer, I mean... I think I said last week, you know, it's a different style, so Atlanta fans aren't used to it, but the style isn't working. I mean, uh, they tied freaking Philly last week uh, with a guy who had his first ever MLS minutes scoring one of the goals. Uh, And, um, I mean, it's going to be rough, but I think Atlanta's going to turn it around, right? They have to. I mean, it's Joseph Martinez. I don't know. Um, no, 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 probably not. No, I think they're going to turn it around. Although I don't think they're the clear-cut best team anymore. Not, not even close. Anymore. Is it, <clears throat> I mean, is it more Frank DeBoer, like, and his yeah. tactics and the lack of, like, they, they just don't look like they're passing well to me. Like, the passing I is think... not smooth play. Or is it, like, just the talent hasn't meshed yet? I think losing Almarone is, like, so much more of a big deal than people, like, ever made it seem. Like, 
he was easily, in my opinion, like obviously Yosef had all the goals and stuff, but he was that like what made it all kind of gel and work together. And I think we're seeing a little bit of that with him gone now. Like this team doesn't look anything sort of like they did when they were just destroying teams. I mean, like they just have a – this is like a slow start obviously from the season, like a loss and two draws. And granted, like, the loss was against D.C., who was playing great. But to draw to Cincinnati and um, away – Cincinnati was away, so they were home for that mm-hmm. game. Were they home for – yeah, they were home yeah. for Philly, too. So you're drawing two games at home. Like, that's just a bad look, especially because both of those teams aren't even close to considered on Atlanta's level in terms of talent. So – I don't know if it's, like, appropriate to just be, like, panic, 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 like, make huge changes, but they definitely need to take a look at these games and try and figure out what went wrong so that they can address those issues. So if I'm getting this right, Sam, you're leaning more towards the team's missing Tata, and Jason, you're saying the team's missing Miggy. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's where we're at, actually. I'm on the Tata side of things. I think that losing him and his tactics are a little bit more because, like, I mean, obviously I think I would have told you last year that Miguel Almiron was the best player in Major League Soccer. Um, Me too. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Definitely. And, I mean, obviously there's arguments uh, for some other people, but he obviously, he's starting and he's changed Newcastle from a potential team that's going to get relegated to i think they're 13th or 12th in the epl fighting for a top 10 spot which is an unbelievable turnaround obviously not just him but he's been starting he's been a game changer so miguel almaron was a freak in nature and replacing him with pt martinez fantastic but I, I think it was something about the way tata got the guys going and the tactics that he had to have a nice smooth game that just frank DeBoer isn't doing because we saw him fail with Crystal Palace. We saw him fail with Inter Milan. And I think the only reason why he really succeeded with Ajax was just because he played and was used to the system. And I I guess it kind of just like rolled over into his hands type of thing. But once ever he got to a higher level with the Serie A and BPL, it didn't work. And I mean, not not that Major League Soccer is the equivalent of those leagues, but it's (laughs) it's different. And it's something that you have to uh, definitely adjust to. So that's all I had for CCL really was to talk a little SKC, talk a little Atlanta United. Do you guys want to talk about the other teams that uh, did shit in CCL or didn't do shit in CCL? No, they don't deserve to be talked. No, talked no they're just done. Red Bulls are, are, are canceled. In terms of CCL, yeah, sure. they're canceled. I mean, yes. Yep. And, and Houston, obviously, we all know how you feel about Houston. But, um, Didn't I, see that one coming at all. <laughs> I mean, against Tigres. <laughs> really expected a better fucking, showing. Fucking shocker. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you guys want to talk U.S. Men's National Team next or MLS Week <clears throat> 3? Um, Let's uh, clear all the housekeeping first. Let's go National Team. U.S. Men's National Team. You guys did a terrific job of breaking down the roster last week. Players you liked, players you didn't like. 
Uh, Zach Steffen got injured. Bill Hamid didn't didn't get called up still. So there you go. So, I don't want to talk about it. Um, Jesse Gonzalez, <laughs> hey, Brag, goalkeeper. Bragusan isn't either. So the, the true. battle is still on. The battle still rages on. Um, Can I just say that that goal that Philly scored? Bragusan just falling on his ass. Out oh there. my oh, god! Fuck. I I saw that. And I immediately thought of Bill Hamid. No, his, his soul Yo. left his body on that play. Seriously. Oh my god. Fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Bill Hamid's canceled as well. Sorry, not Bill Hamid. Brad, Brad yep. Gazan's canceled as well. Um, yep. And Bill Hamid's playing like the best goalkeeper in Major League Soccer at this point in the season. Literally hasn't let in a goal yet. Hasn't. Well, yeah, no, he still hasn't. Yep, that's right. I was um, gonna say, wait a second. Yeah, I, <laughs> something's, I, I, I was something's not right. Question that for a second, but you're right. Um, the main thing I wanted to talk about here with the U.S. Men's National Team, and it was news that came out, is either late yesterday or today, can't really remember, drinks hitting me in the head right now, but Greg Berhalter came out this statement that he will be trying Tyler Adams out at right back and DeAndre Yedlin out at right wing. Um, I was questionable on these moves and where he's going to start them until I kind of heard Greg Berhalter talking about it a little bit more where he explained that he this is the beginning stages and you want to try things out see what works and if it doesn't work we adjust but you can't say it's not going to work until you try it blah 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 um so Jason how do you feel about Adams moving to right back Yedlin moving to right wing um especially just for international play that's where I kind of have the problem but what do you think um, well, at least for right now, I, I'm actually a fan of this. Uh, I think the way he kind of said it and just like, Hey, this is early. We want to figure out what we have, like how the system will work with players in different spots. I feel like when we get so sort of set in our ways, we become easy to plan against. And this is something that like, if it works out, like, who knows? Maybe Tyler Adams will be a six. Maybe he'll be right back sometimes. Maybe he'll be in the midfield. Like, it's a, it's just an extra little piece that we could add to this team that could help us against – easily would help us against teams like smaller teams. But, you know, who knows what it'll do if it, if it really clicks and starts working really well. Plus, like, we already know what Tyler Adams brings as a, as a six, isn't – and – like, we've seen him week in and week out now in the Bundesliga just, like, having great games, and he's been really fun to watch, and, like, I can't say enough about him. But, you know, it's kind of interesting to see, the, you know, what what we might get out of him at right back. And then for DeAndre Yedlin, I mean, he we already know he can go forward, and it'll be interesting to see how he plays up as a, in a more uh, attacking role. So, honestly, like, at this point, in friendly games that really mean nothing besides like, let's see what this team can do with the new head coach. Like this is his third and fourth game coming up. So it's super early and he definitely just wants to get as many looks as he can with the players that he has to create something down the line. Like who knows if this will be, you know, we see him at right back for these two games or one or two games of this and then never again, or if it becomes like a really big thing. So at the current point, I think it's a great idea. All right, Sam, what do you think? Uh, I definitely agree with Jason. I think um, – well, and the thing is that the Burhalter system, at least in January, if he's going to do the same thing where that right back kind of moves into the central midfield, this is almost the perfect role for Tyler Adams anyway 
Like, we definitely saw him play right back for uh, Red Bulls two years ago uh, and central midfield last year. So we know he can play both positions. And so I think that this kind of role, this like little floater is going to be awesome to watch him play in. If it's the same kind of thing that he, uh, that yeah, Nick Lima did. Exactly. If he plays that same kind of role, I think it'd be awesome. Um, and Nick Lima's in camp too, right? So like, yeah. Oh my goodness. This is going to be great. And then Yedlin is just so <laughs> fast. Like a winger kind of makes sense. It's kind of like moving opposite of what Zuzi did where Zuzi was a winger first and then moved back to, uh, fullback. Now Yedlin's going to go from, uh, right back up to winger. And I think that, um, given some time, given some offensive prowess, uh, it could be kind of good to see him up there. He's not going to, you know, ever do that in Newcastle though, literally ever. So <laughs> unless he becomes like just world-class out of nowhere, it's, he's going to be a right back, you know, at the club level at least. So I don't know. I think it's, I think that uh, definitely for Tyler Adams, this is a very good move. See, I mean, I, I I agree with you guys. I agree that with the way Burhalter's system plays, the right backs and the the, the wing backs still get in, heavily involved in the attack. So Tyler Adams still going to be up there with goal uh, goal scoring chances. He's still going to push into the midfield, bounce next to Michael Bradley, Will Trap, whoever's playing that number uh, six role, and is still going to do his thing there. Um, and the same with DeAndre Yedlin, like you said, we know what he can do. He's fast as fucking hell. He is athletic as shit. He's a very good passer. And, you know, he struggles defensively at times, but he's still a starting right back in the EPL for a team that's fighting for a top 10 spot. I'm not going to say the guy can't play right back for our national team. Um I just think I'm just not crazy about it. I'm not crazy about switching up a player's position for an international game like Tyler Adams yes he only has eight appearances for RB Leipzig and they've been eight great appearances and he's playing so well in Germany but do you really want like I don't know is that gonna be he's doing so well in Germany why do you want to switch that up for international play and Yedlin again he has almost 100 appearances for Newcastle at this point in his career and he's been consistently a right back for them why do you want to switch that up to something where he's never really done at a club level and never really proved it? Obviously, like you said, Jason, it's the early stages. Try things out. If they don't work, toss them to the side or adjust them or do whatever you need to do. But I'm just not crazy about switching up positions for just international play. That's It just it bothers me a little bit. I don't know if you guys feel that any similar way with that. Um, I get what you're saying, but I just think, like, the sample size where they're only playing two international games and this camp is like a week or two or whatever. I think it's what, two weeks. Um, I just feel like Tyler Adams, we, we know is just like a phenomenal player. He has like such a good game sense and to have a player that just has that feel for the game so well that we can clearly see this guy understands what he's doing he understands like how the game works, where the where he's supposed to be. It just if there's if you have two players and one of them is a guy that is like can play anywhere essentially, like really knows what he's doing, has great game sense, and then you have another one that's really set in stone on a position and is really good in that position, but then goes somewhere else in it on the field and is just kind of lost. Like test out the guy that is very versatile to see just how versatile he can be and then 
once you kind of figure out, okay, I can play him here. He's maybe not as good here, but he's still like one of our top players here in this somewhat weaker position. Um, <laughs> I think that, uh, God damn it. <laughs> um, I just think that it's, it's like a good, a good chance to see what we have in a sense that Tyler Adams is still a young player. He's obviously playing very well in his position as defensive mid. Um, but I just, he's still young. Like maybe, maybe this is a position that he can thrive in and maybe Leipzig will see it too and be like, okay, wait, we have a guy who can do both. Could be good. No, you're right. Um, ignoring DeAndre Yedlin and Tyler Adams at this point in the conversation, um, Sam, what do you want to see out of some certain players? Maybe you want to see perform well or see if they're, you know, up to the test to be a full-time national team roster invitee. Yeah, I really want to see, um, I don't know if this is even going to happen after, uh, you know, the whole Tyler Adams thing, but I'd really like to see Nick Lima play more. (laughs) Maybe a left back. Maybe a left back. Yeah, because otherwise we only have um, Daniel Lovett to play left back. um, Hey, Tim Reed. So I... Oh, it's true, Tim. <laughs> yeah, because that's that's what we want. <laughs> I really want like the the forty year old. That's it. Um, you, you know, it's gonna be good to you're see Pulisic so, back. You just hate it on like. Now, I, and I here's the thing, it. like, I actually I really like Fulham. Like, I enjoy watching Fulham play. So like, I do like Tim Ream a lot, but you know, he's uh he's getting up there, and he he isn't playing that much. Like, he was injured most of the beginning of the season. He really isn't getting that much game time because they loaned in a bunch of center backs, so he's he's not playing that much. So we'll see. Anyway, I want to hey, see Jordan. He played Morris. the full game against Liverpool. How'd that go? Um, well, I mean, Fulham lost, but he did have <laughs> yeah, like a, a good tackle. You good? Oh, okay, well there we go. I'll take that. I don't know. I didn't watch the game. One good tackle. <laughs> um, he's he starting like, left back. He had a good tackle on Salah. Ooh, oh shit! Even better. I'll take but, it. Yeah, I mean, I, um, it's Fulham. It's Fulham, so you don't expect... You know, they're no. not very good. <laughs> I, I want to see Jordan Morris play, and uh, I want to see if, like, Burhalter is just going to keep playing Zardes because he's convinced that Zardes understands his system well <laughs> enough, or if he's going to start, like, you know, branching out and playing uh, Christian Ramirez more and, and stuff like that. So I really... I don't, I don't know what to expect out of that, but it's really fucking annoying. Like we have, we have better forwards in Europe. We do. I mean, we obviously Sargent and Weya. They're um, they just got announced earlier that they're part of the um, Olympics team for the U twenty ones. And I honestly, I like that. But um, you know, we Bobby Wood's still floating around out there somewhere. Novakovic um, scored oh. a goal. Over- Andy N. <laughs> Um, so, uh, Jason, is there a player or something you're kind of looking at for these next two friendlies? Um, if not, no big deal. Just honestly, I'm just excited to see, you know, more Greg Berhalter games. I don't know if there's any like one specific player or thing that I'm going to be looking at, but more so just like, how does this team with a lot of our European European guys coming in how is it you know play and how does it change from the the 
January friendlies. So I'm I'm definitely excited for the games and just to see Greg Berhalter get a few, like more time with this team to just see kind of what we have. This is this is a bit better because we got Pulisic coming in and we got some. Yeah, I mean we got some guys from Europe now, so it'll be interesting. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say that I'm going to be very excited down in my man parts to see Tyler Adams, uh, John Brooks, Pulisic, McKenney, Jordan Morris, all these guys just on the field at the same exact time. So I'm going to be very, very excited all over watching um, both these friendlies. I mean, because, like, honestly, the only thing that's going to get better is when Josh Sargent and Timothy Way are all on the same roster with these guys, and they're all on the same fucking mm-hmm. field. Because it's never yeah. going to happen. I'm just convinced the U.S. soccer is just fucking with us, and, like, the main, like, five guys we want to see on the field at the same time are never going to happen. <laughs> that's my U.S. soccer rant. I'm, uh, I guess to add a little bit, not to, like, uh, I am kind of interested to see how Jordan Morris does. If he can carry I hope he gets over like, his positive play, I'm excited. I mean, he started off this season obviously very, very well. So, and he's a guy. He's he's still young, kind of on the front end of hopefully his prime. Like, I think we could get if we could get like a, a good, you know, five years out of him here, maybe ten. <laughs> I'm ambitious, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let's just you know I. <laughs> I think it's just going to be really great for obviously it'll be really great but like it'll be interesting to see how he does at the international stage because you know he has struggled a bit in the past and he obviously came back from the ACL and he's playing really well right now so hopefully he carries it over alright you guys let's move on to MLS action that's that that's in the name of the podcast um, <laughs> week three what we're all here for it. And week three. The first time we're all here for it. I know. It's so, so exciting. Um, it's so. Let's talk about the first game of the weekend. And this, I was so happy to make it back into the country just to see the updates <laughs> on my phone for this game. Because it was a lot of fun. Chicago Fire hosting the was Seattle it? Was it a lot of fun? Tons of fun. Um, the hottest team in Major League Soccer going up against a team that their name, you know, infers something hot. Fire's um, heat. <laughs> um, the game was in Chicago, and the Seattle won four two, and it was uh, not a front great... of you know like fifteen fans. It was awesome. Yeah, hey, um, Barstool Sam was there, so he front won. of sixteen fans. <laughs> <laughs> um, eighth minute, Victor Rodriguez scored, assisted by Jordan Morris and Raul Rudiaz. Fifteenth minute, Jordan Morris scored, assisted by Nico Ladero. There's going to be a common theme of Seattle goal scorers here. Uh, 49th minute, Nicholas Ladero had a penalty kick. 56th minute, Raheem Edwards finished one for Chicago. 84th minute, Fabian Herbers got his first for Chicago. And in the 88th minute, Raul Rui Diaz finished off the game, made a 4-2, assisted by Brad Smith. God damn, this front four for Seattle is fucking ridiculous. Victor yes. Rodriguez, Nicholas Ladero, Jordan Morris, Raul Rui Diaz, best front four attack in all of MLS. Good yeah, combo, good yeah. combo, guys. <laughs> I was say, here we go. Uh, oh man, all, all four, all four on the score sheet, and this is their first game where Lear Dam didn't get a goal. Damn. Uh, and and Dam. he scored their first goal in the last. Lear Dam. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
So I don't know, man. They um, Seattle looks good, but you know they're so used to starting slow. Hopefully they can keep this going throughout the season because they're uh, they're a lot of fun to watch too. Like not even just highlights, but you watching their full game how they just run up and down the freaking field is it's awesome. I mean, it's just like the the front four and the attack is great. You have um, Svensson and Christian Roldan play well off each other, kind of playing a little bit in the back there. The back line has played great. You have Stefan Fry in net. And Nicholas Ladero and Victor Rodriguez, they always play really well towards the end of the season, like just before the playoffs start. And they're playing like that week one to now. And it's like, okay, if they can, like you said, if they can keep it up, Seattle's best team in the West and arguably best team in Major League Soccer, like without a doubt. Um, hey, Jason, Chicago Fire played in this game. Yeah, I've been keeping <laughs> quiet, haven't I? Um, what did you think of the fire, bud? Because I thought the full Um sucked. I will say, um, thank God Corrales did not start this game, because if he did, I would have blown a gasket. Well, he had um, a red card, right? Oh, shit. He had a red card, so he could have... Oh, been. you're right, you're right. Fuck, dude. Is that mean he's going to start next game? Oh, my he's goodness. Your only this... legit... He's your only left back on the roster. Yeah, and he doesn't know how to play left back, so that's just... <laughs> Uh, I will say this. Seattle, very, very, you you guys said it, hottest team in the league right now. They look really good, so I'm going to take this loss with a grain of salt because, you know, we also are not the hottest team in the league, if you didn't know. So, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been a bit of a rough start, I would say, uh, I think that the Galaxy game and the Orlando game were both very winnable games. I think we played very pretty well in those games, at least enough to get, I guess, one point out of them, which which is like, honestly, we should have at least won versus Orlando. That was a bunch of bullshit. But uh, this game, you know, fair loss. Uh, it sucks to lose. I like how we competed a little bit after going down early. I mean, they scored in the 8th and the 15th minute. <clears throat> um, we actually had uh, 25 shots, 15 more than they did, so I like that. More possession. Is that yep. good? Um, <laughs> is it good if you're still losing 4-2? No, it's the problem is, like, I don't – I feel like Nikolic is, like, just not informed, like, in any way. Yeah, he's like, had a kid, so he has, like, baby brain right now. He's had he so many no chances sleep. that he just kind of, like, turned to the side of the goal. And it just, like, hurts. But CJ Sapong, like, is still playing very well. I'm very happy oh, he's with that. he's your favorite player from the offseason. Now he's your favorite player on your favorite team. Well, you have no idea how <laughs> happy I was when he got signed. Like, I don't even – like, everything about this season could just, like, go out the window. As long as we just have 11 CJ Sapongs on the field, we're going to be great. Um, and Johan Kapoor. Other than that, true, true. Uh, we need one. We need one competent defender. Although uh, Marcelo has looked decent, I'm not against that move. Um, and then getting uh, Nicholas Gaetan. Yeah. Uh, huge pickup. Amazing. This dude's pickup. playing Champions League minutes, uh, starting for Atletico Madrid just like two years ago. So. Uh, yeah, huge pickup for pretty cheap. I don't even think I – th- I think it was free, to be quite honest. But, 
I'm can, excited can I to see where about fits the Gaetan it. move. Yeah, go ahead. Still not a fullback. <laughs> that's it. That's, oh, all, so that's so all I have to say. See, I don't really know what the front office is doing when it comes to fullbacks, but obviously it's nothing. Um, Good. Maybe they're just like, you know what they're going through? They're going through this weird like phase where they're like, hey, we might let in 17 goals a game, but as long as we score 18, we still win, right? And like that's their theory. And like it's such a risky theory that like I just don't think this is going to work, especially since. We're not really scoring very well right now. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> yeah, we're not we're not in good shape as it looks, but I'm still semi optimistic that we could make the playoffs. It's it's hurt a little bit. I don't know. The chances are pretty rough now. But especially since we got pretty sure our next game is against Red Bulls and then after that it's someone else that's decent. Toronto, who looks actually kinda okay. Um, although they did play New England last week, but that's besides the point. Uh, if we go, if we have one point after these next five, after these next two games, I'm going to be really disappointed. I mean, I would be too. The last thing I want to say about this game is when I was watching, every single defender on the Chicago Fire got burned on one of the each goals. So Marcelo, Kapelhoff, uh, Diego Campos, and whoever the fuck was playing left back. All got burned every single goal. My excuse, my excuse is it's it's Seattle. That's all I'm gonna go with. I didn't want to talk much about this game because it's just depressing. Yeah, but good excuse though, I like it. <laughs> Thank you. It definitely works. <laughs> I would say the yeah. same thing if I played Seattle. Um, hey, at least right now it works. Seattle's looking insane right now. Oh, they they're like I said, arguably the best team in Major League Soccer right now. Um, let's move on to a game that I thought was actually. I mean, I thought I going into it, I thought it was going to be a good game, but watching it was definitely just back and forth. Columbus Crew versus FC Dallas. Um, in Columbus, they won one nothing against Dallas with a very early on goal from center back Gaston Soro, who actually has a second goal of the season in three games. So leading goal scorer right there, Mister Gaston Soro. Yeah. Um, we all predicted that. Yeah, he was on top of, of my list. I actually picked Dominique Baji because he can just lead every team apparently in goals at one time. Um, <laughs> no, he's in this. He was in this game too. I didn't realize that. Um, first half was a lot of. This is how the game went. First half, a lot of Columbus Crew offensive chances. Second half, FC Dallas actually looked alive on offense, and they didn't score. FC uh, Columbus Crew did final score one nothing. That's how it goes, but. I don't know if you guys had any real things you wanted to say or noticed about this game. The one thing that I really noticed about this game was that Paxton Pomichol looked fucking phenomenal passing the ball. He was setting up so many chances for Michael Barrios, um, Masquera, Dominique Baji, that it's like it's a shame that they can't have anyone that can actually put it in the back of the net. 110%. Um, Paxton Pomichol. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Fast. But, um, yeah, they, what was, yeah, their, ahead, what was yeah. their stats? Sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, what were their stats? No, you're all good. You're good. <laughs> like, hold up. I'm, <laughs> I'm pulling up their stats right now. They had eight shots, two on target. Like, you're not going to do that against Zach Steffen and, and, like, expect to score at all. That You need to really get those numbers up. And he was setting them up um, really well, but they just couldn't finish. And it, I mean, maybe against lesser competition, you know, you're going to play the likes of, like, 
uh, Orlando, and then yeah, it's all right to um, only have eight shots on goal, but you're not or eight shots total. But you can't do that against someone like uh, Zach Steffen for the crew and expect to get away with a win. Um, yeah, I would agree. Um, Paxton Pomichol, you know, 19 years old, looks really good. Can't say I'm not excited for that. Uh, but you know, you guys really said the most of it. Uh, of everything that happened in this game, uh, that was probably easily the most notable thing to take away. Uh, yeah. All right, well, how about a legit question here? Totally a question that everyone's asking themselves. If you had to start up an MLS team and you had to build around one uh, young attacking midfielder, would you pick Paxton Pomichol or Efren Alvarez? Oof. Oh, shit. Is uh, Georgie in this? Fuck Georgie. (laughs) Whoa, yo. Yo, fuck fuck Georgie. No, Jason, that's that's just the whiskey talking. It's okay. I'm about to hang up right now. Ooh. Do it. This one hurt. (laughs) I think I got heartburn or something from that. Do it, bitch. Heartburn from that. Oh my god. Chicago fire. Oh my god! All right, all right, all right. What what is this like? Hate on Jason podcast? I can't even take this. He just hurts. Hey, hey. the Orioles suck. That's just true. Yeah. Okay. See, there you go. I can't. I can't hurt Sam. Yeah. Last season was embarrassing. Because DC United is insane right now. They're killing it. But hey, how we doing? (laughs) (laughs) Hey. I got your uh, back, Sam. We had a great we had a great moment last week, and you know, best we episode ever. And now I got some whiskey. Sam told oh me I God. I can't make any connection to a TV show on a podcast. What? I, on the podcast <laughs> last week, you told me you said Tom can't what? reference Did any you TV say? show that he wanted to or some shit. I don't know. I don't. Dude, oh, I don't even remember. No, you, no, 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 Sam, you said, you said Tom's not here, or, like, you said you can oh, yeah, reference like, a TV. Oh, yeah, so we can talk about whatever we want. Like, we could have been like, yeah, hey, I have don't you know ever... what talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that's drunk, what... and I can still taste the whiskey. I feel like that's bad. No, <laughs> that's a good thing. The taste, <sighs> you know, you gotta awesome. let... All right, so are you picking Alvarez or Pomichol? Uh, Alvarez. Uh, I'm picking, I'm picking Pomichol on the uh, one condition that he is actually an American, like full-on playing for the national team, Yo, whereas Efren Alvarez is still a question mark. That's racist. And it, hey, it has nothing to I'm do with this race. I'm here to win the competition. I'm not here to, uh, not here to it make the U.S. It has nothing to do better. with that. Jason's racist. It has everything to do with that. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Just drink damn no, whiskey, dude. Just keep drinking, Tom. We're good. So, um. Uh, wow. <laughs> Houston Dynamo Vancouver Whitecaps. Skip. Yeah, we need to move on. We, um, yeah, skip, please. That's fine. I just want to say the score. Houston won 3-2. <laughs> um, Memo Rodriguez, everyone knows your favorite <laughs> Memo. He had a brace. Albert, <laughs> Albert Elise had a goal and two assists. Albert Elise, one of the best players in Major League Soccer. It's overlooked. We can move on. He looked, he looked good. That's fair. You know, that's he fair. just far better than anyone else on the field, and it's ridiculous. I don't think he's going to make it on Houston through the season. He's going to get picked up. Oh, he's getting – he should have been sold this offseason. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And, he's and not then gonna they're going to be shit again. 
Well, he, shit, still. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to get sold for anywhere near, like... Um, what he deserves. Yeah, for what he actually deserves, because Houston's not going to play those games. But... I mean, like he should. He should get sold for maybe a. I don't. I want to. I, I was about to make a bad fuck it fire statement. He was. He should get sold for similar to Miguel Almiron. That's my opinion. You take uh, it or leave it. <laughs> I don't. What did you just say? Okay, yeah. Albert I mean, that's Belize, a lot of money. Yeah, he should get sold for around twenty-five million. I was thinking more like fifteen. Fact I would say fifteen as well. I think I think that's a whiskey jumping your numbers up a little yeah. bit. That one might be. That one I'm I'm feeling that one with you. Next <laughs> one, like he's gonna uh Tom's gonna pull out like uh Jonathan Lewis should be sold for like fifty million. He should man. Like, that's what's coming next. Barcelona should be looking <laughs> at Jonathan Lewis. Um right. Maybe, maybe. Let's move on to the favorite team in major league major league soccer races. That's us. Um Orlando City. San Jose. <laughs> oh, no. Yo, I said this game, I said last week, this game is going to be the most boring to watch. And you know what? It wasn't boring. It was the exact. I don't res- think you said boring. I, I mean, think you said bad game if you're a San Jose that's fan. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I agree bad, with that one. Bad though. game because the result is cons- con- the result is concluded before it started. I have a positive statement about San Jose, but I'm going to read the score. New York Red Bulls won this game 4-1 to one in New Jersey. Ow! Because um, they scored a goal first. Just listen. Fifth minute, Christian Espinosa <laughs> scored. Uh, beautiful run by him, actually. And he's my one positive of the game, is that he looks very good for a team that sucks ass. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't be mean. I forgot. He looks very good for a team that's playing, like, duty. Um, 51st minute, Alex. <laughs> How is that better? The... It's just a nicer way of saying sucks ass. Okay. I said it nicely. <laughs> um, 51st minute, Alex Mawil scored. He scored again in the 71st, coming on as a sub and having a brace. Pretty good game. 85th minute, Bradley Wright Phillips scored. And in the 89th minute, uh, Daniel Royer scored. And he also had an assist earlier in the game. So, again, pretty good game. Um, Red Bulls coming off a big CCL loss. Started a full strength 11 for the most part. Um, I think two players probably you would swap out, but I mean, the Red Bulls look like all focus and all charge ahead on MLS action now. And I feel bad for many other teams in the East at this point. No, okay. All right, Sorry, guys. I'll just keep fucking <laughs> myself. It's cool. Well, whenever we talk about San Jose, there's really not much you can say uh, because it's I was just, talking I about the Red like, Bulls, but it's fine. Uh, I, just I mean, say, yeah, the Red Bulls are good. We all know that. <laughs> fuck the Red Bulls. I mean, fuck Fucking, them. I agree. Can I just say, like, if like that entire highlight package was them just kicking the ball across the net and, the like, the San Jose goalie, like, wouldn't even try to, like, catch the ball as it was crossing him. The San Jose goalie is, like, 36. So out of the- well, they need to be playing JT Marcinkowski, but they aren't. And now he's with the U23s. <laughs> and so they're really fucked. So. I mean, you would think that a guy who, I mean, like, I like Marcinowski, a Marcinowski, I can't say his name. I like Marcin. him a lot, but, like, like I, he was starting at the end of last season, obviously new head coach, but whatever. I mean, the Red Bulls are good. San Jose sucks. Yeah. San Jose's got LAFC next, so oh. this will be exciting. Couple, That's my couple favorite games game for... of the week. It's my five favorite teams right there. That's his favorite team play. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, his favorite team. Yeah. 
Phantom well, Man. he's still yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna move on. The impact. They I launched, feel. Wait, 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 wait. I had this point to make and then I forgot to make it, so I just want to like it has. It's completely really not related, but Great. it is in a way. Fucking fire um, away. Just go. Let, let so me like, it. like, oh, like you are a New York, you know, fan, NYCFC fan. Yep. So you hate the Red Bulls, right? Yep. And and Sam is a DC United fan, so you know he hates the Red Bulls. Yep. But like. I feel left out with not hating the Rebels, so I, I'm trying to figure out a reason to hate them, but it's it's not very easy. It's a stupid, uh, sugary uh, energy drink, and you like Monster better? Yeah. I don't know. Who likes teams that have a big ownership group? Good enough for me. All right. God. No, no, Monster's better. <laughs> if there's a team that's called, like, the New York Monsters, I would take that. <laughs> no there we go. No one got my joke. It's okay. I'm just going to fuck my uh, Well, I, I was going <laughs> to say something, Tom, but, like... I, I like, didn't even hear oh, your joke. No. Say it again. No, no, no. We'll rewind. We'll pretend oh, it never okay. happened. Um, yeah, no one likes a team that has a big ownership group over them. Yeah. The city ownership yeah. group. The city group. Manchester yeah, City. Definitely. Fucking city football group. Mel- Melbourne yeah, City. Yeah, other, like, oil oh, money. And some Spanish yeah. team that doesn't have city at the end of their name. Corona FC. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, okay, gotcha. next game, and Sam, I think wow, you nice. called this the shit nice. game. I'm pretty sure you called this the shit game last week. And Orlando. Yeah, City. because it's two teams that are just like, meh. Like, that's the only noise you can make when you ever read their names. First of all, I agree that when I was listening to this, I was like, hell yeah, Sam. Like, this is the meh shit crap dogfire game of the week, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> then, then, Mont- three, then Montreal came out, scored three goals, beat Orlando City 3-1. And Ignacio Piatti with the brace, like how are you Shocker. not gonna enjoy that? But like, like I like it's just not a shock at all. But like, how are you not gonna sit back, like want to watch <laughs> this game and be like, fuck yeah, Nacho? Yeah. Well, yeah, he's the reason you ever turn on the TV if it's Montreal. If it's Montreal, you watch for Piatti. Daniel, you're Lovitz. basically it's just the Montreal Piatti guys. Daniel Lovitz, we're gonna learn. It's the Montreal Piattis though. Yes, I, mean, I don't disagree, but it's a nice, nice win. Um, it was in Orlando, so a nice three points on the road. So good for uh, Montreal. And yeah, and their starting yeah. center back like pushed Dom Dwyer in the face and got a red card. Dom Dwyer is a little bitch. That's just fucking. He's still like yo, he did that... not have a very good game. No, he didn't, and he still scored. He looked not They're, very good. He like the good. second that his uh. The, that guy pushed Dom Dwyer in the face. His teammate just turned around and was like, what the fuck did you just do? <laughs> He's like, why would you do that? <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> um, the last thing, I, I I mean, like, I only really wanted to say, like, good job, Nacho. And I was very impressed with the winger, um, Orgy, Orgio. Well, yep. Okay. <laughs> or, Orgio, what's his name? <laughs> Um, I was actually really impressed with him in this game. I thought he, like, was running very well, um, with Piatti to kind of get some offensive chances, and, I don't know, him with the ball at his feet, he looked pretty good. He's alone from Bologna, so, I mean, he could do something, and he could maybe help out Piatti in the attack if he can continue to play like he did this game, but, I mean, I'm gonna move on to the next one if you guys have nothing you want to talk about. Fine with that. Right. The next one's a fun one. Your Orlando for Sam. The next one is yeah. a long one. I'm, I'm gonna say the score, and then Sam, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you run, okay? DC okay. United five, Real Salt Lake nothing. 
And uh, RSL lost a man at the half, or 40-something. 40-something minutes. Yep, sure. Got that. So down to 10 men. Then they lost another guy in the 70-something minute, and they were down to 9 men. So it was pretty much 11 on 9. Um, not for most of the game, but you get it. Um, DC scored 5. Wayne Rooney looked good. And Sam, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what a what a fucking homecoming game for... Uh, fuck, what's his name? Uh, the goalie. Fucking goalie. Why don't I Phil remember Lamede. his name? No, not him. Nick Ramondo. <laughs> Nick Ramondo. That's his name. <laughs> for once, I'm not talking about Bill Reed. Yeah, for once, no, I'm talking Nick about a goalkeeper and not Nick Ramondo. It's just automatically assumed. <laughs> right. That, that's who I like. So, you know, in Nick Ramondo's last um, game back in D.C., um, which I, I'm kind of bummed out. I really did want to um, travel a, down for this game. Is he a Maryland kid? Or not kid. No, he, he's like 50. I don't think he's from Maryland, but he went to <laughs> the University kid. of Maryland. He's like twice our age, Tom. He's right. a kid. Kid. He's a kid. He's a kid at heart. Well, he's, I mean, like we are taller than him, probably. So. I mean, I definitely. I don't know. know. He's five ten. I'm taller than. Yeah. Than 5'10". Oh no, I am not taller than him. God damn it, Jason. <laughs> are you short? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my, ugh. I'm about to kick you off the podcast for being that. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! So um, anyway, uh, bummed, bummed out for him, but uh, right. damn, what a Eight fucking things. game! You gotta stop like, drinking. I, I stopped like stop. half an hour ago. <laughs> oh, my, oh my goodness! It's just I all hitting him now. I'm just I fucking wired right now. Yeah, Wayne, Wayne Rooney with the hat. He looked uh, just amazing, and uh, it's always nice when two of your goals come before the first red card. So you can say that it was better. Um, and then, uh, did you guys see the Lucas Rodriguez uh, volley from... Unbelievable. That That's goal of the week, hands down, in my opinion. Like, that goal, like, from the corner kick, just the sweetest volley I've seen in a long time. That is going to be a very clean season. I think <laughs> I it's going to be up there. So it was, a, it was an awesome game. Definitely, definitely excited for everything that DC's doing right now. And the... Uh, as long as we don't have any injury problems, knock on wood, and uh, they keep going, I can't believe that this is Ben Olsen's team, but uh, I think it's actually Wayne Rooney's yeah, team. Yeah, I was going to say, it's not Ben Olsen's team. Yeah, no. I think who's if you who's swap, Ben Olsen? If you swapped Wayne Rooney and Ben Olsen in this game, Ben Olsen would have had a hat trick. That's probably true. <laughs> I mean, damn it. Like, let's be real. <laughs> and also, I, I it's funny because it's probably true. It, it is probably true. Um, I can't believe that uh, a defense that involves Steve Birnbaum and Frederick Briant have yet to allow a goal. Yo, my mind's per- fucking blown by that. I'm surprised Briant hasn't put one in the back of his own net yet. Yeah, well, <laughs> maybe I think he really is good. He is good because Ousted would have let a bunch of things in by now last season. Yeah. All right, fuck up. Why do we got to bring this back to the fire? Hey, no, he played for us last year. That's what I'm saying. No, I know. But it was subtle. It was Yo, there was the fire. Chicago again. I know. I know. That, <laughs> I, I know. That was it. That, that was a I heard uh, that. I'm trying to think of what, uh, yeah, people used to always be like, why, is, why do you say that weird? You're like, what do you mean? I say it like a normal human. Yeah. <laughs> that was like my life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hearing it all now. Yeah, see? Once you hear it once, you can't unhear it. 
God damn it. You're gonna ruin it. You're gonna ruin it for the listeners. You're gonna ask me off the pod. No, I fucking love the Chicago accent. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Alright, I hope the listeners do. I hate my accent. I don't even I have really a bad don't one. understand. I don't have a bad one though. Like I my family members, they talk all Long Island like. I'm like fucking Christ. <laughs> Like fucking hell, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know if if you were like talking like that thick, like I would just be, I would just All be right. laughing Want throughout the whole pod. Listenable podcast. <laughs> I got a fresh pot of coffee on the stove over there. It's, it's hey, like where were you? Where, where you hot people. dog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, fucking L.A. Galaxy, Minnesota United. You got enough limelight over there, Sam with DC. Um. <laughs> LA won this game at home 3-2 against a very tough Minnesota United squad. Ooh, I was excited for this one. I, this game this game lived up to the hype, I think. Um, we had a 36-minute penalty from Jonathan Dos Santos. Um, it was a very soft penalty, in my opinion. Uh, very soft. Uriel oh, Antunia just flopped on an Ozzy Alonso just trying to get back and play defense. And Why wasn't there VAR for that one? Because there's VAR for all this other shit. Like, Was there not VAR? <laughs> I don't think I didn't uh, uh, see that. There I was, don't think they should have been. I, well, I like, think there is, but they don't actually like tell the ref unless they think it can be switched. It's like, maybe? It's like the oh. NFL. It's whatever the call on the field is. Uh, you have to have like irreversible evidence against the call on the field. Than, I mean, like in the guy literally kicked Alonso in the back of the leg and got a penalty for it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah it's, it's whatever you know. Cool. It was such a joke. I oh, I was not a, I was upset about. That. Uh, so with no Zlatan, they had to re- rely on some unusual options in the attack. And Chris Pontius, uh, he scored in the 41st minute for LA. Then in the 75th minute, Jan Gregis, the new DP for Minnesota, scored a absolute banger from just outside the box. Goal. That was a fucking a beautiful goal. If Lucas Rodriguez didn't score that goal, this would have been goal of the week, in my opinion. Um, 81st minute, Sebastian Legette stays hot on the season. He scores a goal to make it 3-1 LA. Um, Angelo Rodriguez scores in the 87th for Minnesota, pulling one back, but can't do much after that. 3-2, LA Galaxy wins this game. This was a good fucking game. Like, Minnesota was scoring, LA Galaxy was scoring. No no Efren Alvarez for LA Galaxy, which kind of got me a little upset, but... Um, I wanted to ask you guys this. Both these teams came into the season with they needed to improve upon their defensive last season. Uh, they both let up a stupid amount of goals, and that's why they missed the playoffs. Um, is it a bad sign that early on in a game against some good competition, they both allowed two-plus goals? Um, <clears throat> I think it was more of like a... This game was just so open, and that's how the goals came. That that was more of why that kind of happened. But I don't know if it's like a sign to worry. I guess I'm just saying, like, what if the galaxy just had, from had this Zlatan from this game, this game alone? Like, if the galaxy had Zlatan, they're putting up like five goals in this fucking one. Maybe so. Maybe so. But uh... God damn. <laughs> maybe so. I just don't... That sounds Canadian, bro. That's what you sounded like. I, yeah, that's what you said. <laughs> oh, man. This is... 
I'm gonna be like self conscious about this now. Yeah, just every time I talk, I'm gonna be like, I'm like whispering. I'm gonna be like, hey guys, hey, maybe this will hurt me. I poured another drink. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanna let everyone know. Um, I just don't really think it's a it's a huge sign to worry. I mean, it's still early. There's been a decent amount of turnaround, especially for Minnesota on the defensive end. So. People are kind of finding their roles, seeing what works. So I don't know. It's definitely not, you know, time to like panic. No, I, I definitely agree with that. They uh, and if you look at their stats, they both uh, in three games, it's uh, 1.7 goals per game conceded uh, for both of them. Um, the problem with that for LA is that they've actually only scored 1.7 goals per game. Meanwhile, <laughs> Minnesota is at almost three goals per game. Um, this is the first game where they haven't scored three goals in a game. So Darwin Quintero that, didn't score. That's why. Exactly. Um, <laughs> the meanwhile, man like, is crazy good. The, the teams above them on in the West so far, like I mean, Houston has only given up you know one point three goals in a game. Like their, de- I don't think their defenses are bad right now. I I agree, with Jason. It was just an open game between two teams just trying to score, uh, and that that just happens sometimes. So we'll see. Uh, where that goes in the long run, but I definitely think that um, Minnesota looks so much better than last year, far and away better. Oh, I completely agree. It's I exciting. Just it's exciting. Right. I think there was just some sloppy play that both teams needed to clean up, and the Galaxy are rumored to be getting some other center back that's apparently good, and I can't think of his name right now. But I saw that rumor from our friends at LA as our house, so look at that. They could be getting even better. Just a little, a little, right. a little nugget out there if you're a Galaxy fan. <laughs> Fucking fuck Galaxy, man. Like, <laughs> so you're on fuck the Red Bulls. You're on fuck the Galaxy. Fuck Galaxy. I'm only so like the Red Bulls. I hate just out of like being a DC fan. The Galaxy I just never liked because it's they're the same kind of with like Manchester. They're like or, a like, poster Galaxy. child. It's like the poster child, and like especially in America. <laughs> If you go to America from overseas, you're either thinking about going to New York or you're thinking about going to Los Angeles. Hell so, yeah. of course, like, L.A., nice as shit, like, warm most of the year, like, you know, sunshine, and they got all the fucking money on Earth. So, like, everyone's going to L.A. to play, and it's just, I don't know, it's always just kind of annoyed me. Well, yeah, and then they see the New York Stadium, and they're like, yeah, no chance. Yeah, it's like, definitely Galaxy. Excuse me, sir. Um, <laughs> the field's curved. Sir? Meanwhile, though, I like... Dream, uh, sir. <laughs> I have to restrain. Bro, I get to throw some punches back. <laughs> See, I don't know. I just... at, at least uh, Jason's throwing the punches since the fire aren't. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> you know, I'm just going to laugh now. You know, fuck it. Yeah, we suck. Whatever. Yeah, that was a higher yeah, burn than anything really, to get out of the fire. Put yeah. It's really, new. it's really nothing new in my life. Okay? It's really not. So I can handle it. Yeah. Hey, at least the Blackhawks are going to make the play. Oh, I'm sorry. Ooh. Yo, the Bulls are... Oh, shit. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Are you a Cubs fan or are you like a uh, White Sox fan? Cubs fan. Oh, well, you know, to be fair, you actually do have a recent World Series. So... Yeah. Now, also, yeah. I have... Uh, I have been able to wait for a long time for it, so I think I can wait patiently for my Pretty teams hard. to be good. Yeah. There you go. You're good at so it. Jason has patience. <laughs> yeah. See, Sam, I was about to make a psych <laughs> reference somewhere in there, but there was just too many shots going back and forth. <laughs> I know. I, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm done. I tried. That was my so, attempt. 
ladies, remember, if you're looking for someone, Jason's got the patience. Mm. <laughs> remember. <laughs> All right, I like it. Yeah, keep it coming. See, there we go. We're, we're going to just get this done right now. Really. Turn this insult into a compliment. Jason, I'm let's, 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 let's describe yourself for the ladies out there. He's short. We're not going into it. He's short. I am not that. a tall human. I wouldn't say I'm like a like saying. Oh. I feel like people are picturing like a four foot twelve, or four foot like four eight foot twelve. Dude. That's a really good five foot. Um, <laughs> how, how tall? All are you? I know is uh, Jason is smaller than the smallest goalie in MLS. <laughs> He's smaller than Nick Romando, so you're le- shorter than five ten, but you're taller than. Five. Four twelve. <laughs> four twelve. <laughs> yeah, I'm taller than four twelve, guys. I mean, like I'm six four. Like what? Oh my goodness! What? Yeah. I did not think of that. This is gonna be that. the weirdest picture when we all get together in Miss or in uh Wisconsin. Yeah, bro. It's like fucking like AT and T like Wi-Fi or whatever the fuck that shit is. What? You know how, like, because I assume oh, Sam is somewhere in the... Got yeah, you. I'm 6'2". Oh, yeah. oh, you're pretty tall, though. That's a pretty small difference compared yeah, to me. Both, oh, like, boy. Put yeah. elbows up on his head. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not going to happen. I'm not that short, bro. I'm not, like, a fucking three-foot table. <laughs> like, you're not putting... <laughs> I'm not putting my elbow on a three-foot table. I think table. I need to get back to drinking on, on, on podcasts. <laughs> Oh, shit. We've been going for like 15 hours. Oh. Let's continue. Uh, Look at that. Tom got us off track, and he kept us off track. And now, this is yeah, what Tom, happens when you continue. When I drink. Tom, right. um, me and Sam are going to let you take the reins on this game, and you're going to just only talk about it because, you know, this is your two favorite things in the league. I am holding and, the like, mic this up is, to my mouth with a lot this of. This is your game. This was to decide who you rooted for the rest of the, your life. And the universe and of course couldn't they decide fucking for me. Tied. Yeah, this was the universe. the universe was like, eh, I like them both. The universe was like, we gotta continue, Tom, fucking loving both teams. <laughs> Alright, so the mic's next we gotta to my continue mouth. That. I'm Just feeling very energy-filled. FC at the end. Yeah, give me yeah. fucking any FC team. I'll, I'll love you forever. Alphabet <laughs> FC over here. <laughs> New York City FC two versus the um, Los Angeles FC two. Um, it was at Yankee FC. Stadium. <laughs> Shut up. Is that where they play soccer, bro? What? It's still curved. <laughs> I'm about to fucking start muting people. Do, that? do I have that pad? I do not think you can mute us. Hey, he hey. says people like there's more than two of hey, us. Sam. <laughs> hey, Sam, you're about to get muted. You know what? You know, Sam. Done. Sam. Sam's Sam, done. Viewers, no, Sam's muted. Gonna get muted. Jason, Sam's muted. Done. Oh shit! I can't actually hear him. Yo, that's not cool. Yo, how do I unmute him? Oh god. Oh god, what do I do? <laughs> oh god, what do I do? <laughs> oh god, what do I do? Oh. Oh yeah. Yo. Oh, I can remove him from call. I gotta remove remove you. He left. He no, hung up. No, no, no. I I am calling him back. Listeners, <laughs> I fucked up. Listeners, I really fucked up. You fucking kicked me from the call. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Sam, could you could you hear us talking when you were muted? Yeah, he's like, I fucking muted you. You're done. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Jason's like, I can't, I can't hear you. And then all of a sudden, Tom's <laughs> just sitting there like, I don't know what I'm doing. 
What the fuck? I don't fuck? like how it mutes it for me. I want to be able to hear both of you. Like, I want to have a podcast where I have to relay all the information from one to the other. Can I talk about my team? Just don't wait. Me. You mean plural? You you forgot the S. Um, here, let me get that. Teams. Thanks, man. I couldn't have done it without you. Um, uh, <laughs> we need more five star reviews. Yeah, I wouldn't dip my <laughs> podcast or whatever the fuck that was. I would. Thirty <laughs> um, ninth minute, Alexandru <laughs> Mitrita scored his first goal for NYCFC, and it was a fucking banger. Forty um, third minute, Carlos Vela scored for LAFC because I think arguably right now he's the best player in Major League Soccer. Sixty uh, second minute, Alexander Ring put one away for NYCFC to put them up. And then in the 76th minute, Carlos Vela got a penalty kick. He put that away, tied things up 2-2 on a soft-ass fucking penalty. Shouldn't have been shit, but, you know, I'm not bitter about it or anything. Um, game finished 2-2. I was happy as an NYCFC fan that we went up against one of the best teams in the league and got a point. Um, it was at home, so I really wish we got three points out of it, but we should have had three points, but whatever. Um <coughs> That's all I got. When you say we, which team are you referring to? Um, New York City. New, New York. As, as an LAFC fan, how do you feel about the game? Yeah, that's what I was gonna. That was my next question. You said as a New York City fan, you were pretty happy with this, but what what is your opinion as an LAFC fan? As a New York City fan, as a podcast um, host, as <laughs> um, as a tall man. Where's this going? Uh, I'm just naming everything that I am. I'm not naming anything that I'm not. <laughs> as a guy who, I mean, you forgot the as an LAFC fan. Like, as I just a don't guy understand who when has that off. finished a lot of proper 12. Um, shout out to Conor McGregor. Shout out to Conor McGregor. Fook everybody. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all I got, man. I'm just happy that we got a point because I don't think New York City's that good. Just in all honesty. Oh, you're happy LAFC got a point from this? I see. Yeah, totally. You got you nailed it on the fucking head. <laughs> Yo, Mitrito, that goal from Mitrito looked great. That was beautiful. Yo, oh I, my god. I am very excited about what a Mitrito, solo effort. But if we don't get another forward that can possibly score a goal, I am very disappointed in how the season's gonna go. Just from from that point. You have Jonathan Lewis, so it's cool. Oh, yeah, totally. Jonathan Lewis. <laughs> yeah, you have Jonathan Lewis. Lewis. You forgot about Put him. Put the team on his back. Yeah, we have a DP in Jesus Medina that doesn't play. That's fun, too. No, you guys are doing great. Yeah, New York City. Top, top fucking Hey, but you got – it was – this game was just like Alexandru and Alexander that scored. So, I'm like, you know, that's fun. Yeah, and then our center back is Alexander Kyans. We have so many Alexes. Hashtag Do you think they all Alex. go by Alex? Because that, like, that would not be great. Um, that just seems like shit would go bad. There's actually a video that I saw at uh, Dome Torrent. He asked them all how they want to go by, and one said Alex, one said Alexander, and the other one, I, I don't remember the other one, what they said, but it was confusing. Well, so. he's Alexandru, so... Yeah, but he likes to go by Alex. Maybe he likes to go by Drew. Ooh, Drew. Drew Mitrita. That's his name. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that at all. Hey, if it's if, if it's what he wants, no, let him have it. He's, he's listening to the podcast, so he'll probably just like tell us. Yeah, I mean, well, Drew, you just scored a fucking banger of a goal, but Drew, <laughs> yeah, that's your name. Actually, dig Drew's the Drew name. All right, well, it's okay. So now we got Polish Frank and Drew Mitrita. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna move on to the next game because I want to ask you guys something that was fucking awesome to see. Did you guys see the crowd of FC Cincinnati fans 
walking down that goddamn street to the stadium. What do we live under a yeah. rock, Tom? It was all over Reddit. Okay. It was all over Twitter. It was all over. Mean about it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. To be blunt, to be blunt, uh, yes, we saw it because and, even if you like, I don't know, we have eyes. It was everywhere. My res- my question next is how hard was your penis? Oof. Um. Do we have a like a scale here? Um. F- fully erect, kind of hangy, or soft. Kind of angry. We went full on that one. I mean, look at how fucking, how excited were you? I, I thought that was just really cool. Honestly, like FC Cincinnati it was cool. fans I are mean, starting to piss me off, like Atlanta United fans a little bit. But like, they that was just really cool to see. Shit, but that was so cool. Yeah. I, I, think, I think people just like don't like the fans of new teams because they think they're so good. But uh, like Orlando City. And then we all realized... Not that good. Well, and then even the fans for also, Orlando we City are like, that, we, we saw yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they also were so, like, committed, which is just, you know, you got to appreciate that. Yeah, but then they got all, uh-huh. like, racist towards Justin Miram and... Eh. Yeah. yeah. People are... Yeah. No, I mean, like... This is true. I also have a, a team that has a fucking white supremacist going to every game, so that's fucking phenomenal. By the way, we are not... I didn't know LAFC had that. <laughs> fucking hate you um <laughs> we are not we are not a racist podcast we are against the white no, supremacists we... going to games yeah. no no fuck that shit man yeah. fuck that that is a that is a hard no from us yeah okay now back to the joke um yep. FC, fc cincinnati won this game three nothing over the portland timbers fc cincinnati's first home game in major league soccer history um, goals came from Kendall Waston, a banger from Alan Cruz and, uh, Matthew DePlange. Um, this game was just an absolute murder, uh, of Portland Timbers. They had no Diego Char, and when he's not in the lineup, games don't usually go well for the Timbers. Um, fuck, he wasn't in the lineup? someone's ear. What'd you say? I forgot about oh, that. Oh, yeah, because he flicked someone's ear. That's what it was. Flicked that fucker's ear. Oh, the my God, dude. Remember? That was so stupid. Stupid. That was the weakest oh. red card. Oh my god. The only oh. thing that I want to say about this game for on SC Cincinnati <clears throat> side of things was it was just a really cool moment for Spencer Ritchie, who was the only starter from the USL team last year to play in this game. And after the game, he went up to the fan section and was, he was just going fucking nuts. And like it was just a really cool video that I saw of Spencer Ritchie like cheering on with the fans, big shutout win. Like I like shit like that. So I'm saying he had a fucking shutout. He I did. Guess. I mean, insane. Yeah, he had some nice saves too. Yeah, he, yeah. He played well and over you know tight. It's not like they, like I mean, obviously they kind of dominated Portland, but he definitely held his own. Mike, so now going to Portland side of things, similar question that I asked about Atlanta early on. Are you worried about Portland? Uh, no. Sam, you go ahead. No, I'm not I'm not really worried about Portland. I think that um you know, slow starts happen and we know that teams can easily come back after, you know, three games into the season. And I think that uh their manager whose name escapes me right now. Severacy. Yeah, Gio Severacy. Yep. Gio I think Gio clearly knows what he's doing. Um, and I mean, they're going to be playing their, a bunch of these uh, first few games away because they're getting their stadium redone. And games, so once they have that, uh, yeah. So once they 
you know, start getting back home again, like I think things will really turn around for them. They're they're the they're the end of their season is going to be really good for them, uh, and they're just kind of figuring it out right now um, as they go. So I, I'm not too worried yet. If they're still looking like this, um, well into um, the end of July, then yeah, I'd be a little bit more concerned. Jason, um, I'm kind of in the same opinion as Sam here just like Sev Racy I mean we've seen him do it before like you know slow starts happen uh <clears throat> like Sam said it's, this is that was the third week it is a little bit concerning to me just the fact like I I was pretty high on Portland going into the season um and I still think like this team is a very good team this is a playoff team but just these performances have not been very convincing. They've allowed two I mean, goals in three games. That's ugly. <laughs> and part of that, like, first of all, part of that is like the Colorado game. It was just a that shit sucked. show. Like, like that game, the snow, you know, the whole shit surrounding it. Like, you're gonna get goals in a game like that. Then they went and played LAFC, who look no very, comment. very good. I mean. Honestly, Tom, you know it best. I mean, you probably like no watch him highlights every every two minutes. But um, you know they got smacked there. But then the Cincinnati game kind of worries me because Cincinnati didn't look particularly like great. I mean, they got smoked by the Sounders, who are you know Portland's like you know biggest that. rivals. They're smoking everyone. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know how that feels. But uh, you could also say, like, FC Cincinnati, first home game, that's, like, a huge boost probably for them. And, you know, they they were probably came flying into this game, obviously, and kind of took it away. So I don't think it's, like, huge, like a huge cause to worry, but I do think there's a little bit of concern. I'm just, I guess, a little more worried just in the fact if they don't go out. They have an open DP spot, and they said they want to go out and get a number nine with the DP. Um, if they don't go out and actually get that number nine, then I'd be worried. Uh, Jeremy Abubise is a good striker, but I don't know if he's that definite guy up top. And this, uh, the center back play, sorry, <clears throat> choked on my spit a little bit right there. Um, Larry's Mybila and uh, Claude Dielna. Both a little bit older guys, a little bit slow to react, and I just I would prefer them if they're gonna go spend the money to go sign a center back over a striker. But I, it's just I don't know. They, they I am actually very worried, and I know probably like five six episodes from now we're gonna be like oh I I'm gonna be like why was I ever worried? But just something about the Timbers that I'm not completely sold on right now. Yeah, I like. I like uh, Sam's point on, like, you know, the away matches and stuff. It yeah. probably hurting them a lot. Like, when they come back home, home you know, you know Portland, you know, does it big, and they love their soccer out there. So that'll be a huge boost for them. Unless you're an Atlanta United supporter, then you don't know how to celebrate correctly. <laughs> um, They're um... – what, what was it? It was like fans versus supporters or yes. something? Yep, fans versus supporters. Totally fuck, different things. Fuck that shit. Like, <laughs> oh my God. 
right, let's move on to a team we already talked about, but Atlanta United FC versus the Philadelphia Union in Atlanta. Game drew 1-1. 47th minute, Brendan Aronson scored his first ever um, MLS goal on Brad Guzan, who, like we talked about before, soul out of body uh, moment for Brad Guzan. Looked silly. Made him look silly. (laughs) Uh, 70th minute. 70th minute, Ezekiel Barco scored for Atlanta United, assisted by a beautiful play from Julian Gressel. And if I had to make a hot take of the next Atlanta United player to get sold for a lot of money, it is Julian Gressel and not Josef Martinez. Um, I think Gressel is very underrated in this Atlanta United team. He is noticeable when he's not on the field. But that was pretty much it. Atlanta United looked just slow again like we talked about before i don't we don't have to get into it deep but they just look slow passes weren't really connecting well the team just didn't have the same umph that they had last year i guess um yeah <laughs> this is the third fucking time this episode i know guys are murdering <laughs> me right now it's because you're like, I'm not going to call on someone. So Jason and I are like, are you going to go? Do you, do you no? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I will start calling on people. I apologize. This is, no, no, no. This is my classroom. Um, right, so do you guys have any thoughts, Jason? <laughs> Dude, that's better. I just, now I knew not to talk. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Atlanta just looks off. Like, obviously, we already talked about Atlanta. A little bit, but <clears throat> just seems weird, man. Like, th- the Union, like, this is a game they they easily would have won last season and should have won this season, especially, like, you're at home. Like, that's two street games now at home that they've drawn, and, like, it's just not a good look. Like, get your shit together, Atlanta. Like, that's all I have to say. Get your shit together. Yeah. Sam. Sam. <laughs> Yeah, you pass it along. It's like the popcorn reading. Yeah. Pass it along. All right. Yeah, no, I think, um, uh, honestly, Atlanta should have fucking lost this game. Like, the amount of chances Philly had that they yeah. blew, uh, it, it's, like, embarrassing how they couldn't finish. Um, and who was it? Miles Robinson saved that goal line clear, and that should have been an easy goal for Philly if the guy had actually, you know, like, kicked the ball hard. <laughs> But, um, never mind that, because uh, I don't care about Philly enough. But, I mean, the re- yeah, they looked Philly. really good. Just fuck everybody yeah. from Sam. I don't, fuck, fuck, yeah, I don't know. Um, fucking Atlanta, Atlanta needs Except work, Bill man. Goddamn right. Um, Atlanta Atlanta needs work, and I know that there already are many Frank to pour out Twitter pages and shit from all the lovely Atlanta United fans out there. Wenger in. I'm telling Wenger. you. Wenger. <laughs> God, that really killed me last time. I hate you guys. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny, dude. Oh, my gosh. Wenger in. Let's yeah. go. I prefer ah. fucking Jose in. <clears throat> that would be well, hilarious I'm, also. Frank to pour is pretty much doing the same thing that Jose is doing, and he's killing that team. So Yeah, but Jose is more fun to talk about. That's true. Jose, Jose is very fun to talk about. Right. <laughs> we have anything else about this game? No. Back to you, Tom. Back to me. Okay. <laughs> Toronto FC versus the New like England the Revolution. Like the fucking weather channel. <laughs> they call me Weatherman Tom, okay? 
Um, ninth minute, Carlos Hill put away a penalty kick for New England to make it one nothing. Iowa Canola put away a goal. That was actually a very impressive solo Ooh. effort from Akinola. Nice. I was very happy with it. it coming up through really the nice TFC goal. Academy, did not really know much about Akinola, but like, good job on him, <laughs> make it 1-1. One, one. Uh, 45th minute, Jordan Hamilton, just nice, easy fucking tap in on his birthday, make it 2-1. Carlos Hill uh, made it 2-2 with a goal in the 52nd minute, and he is the lone bright spot on a New England Revolutions team that is God fucking awful. And in the 80th minute, um, Josie Alcador, in his return, um, fully healthy now. Well, hopefully he's fully healthy. Um, put it away the game winner, assisted by Justin Morrow. Uh, kind of a really cool moment. Jose, uh, I keep saying Jose. Josie um, scoring that goal, running over to the supporter section, and just going nuts with them. Like always cool to see shit like that like i said spencer richie ch- celebrating with the fc cincinnati fans josie celebrating with the tfc fans just cool shit to see um new england bed tfc surprisingly <coughs> good sam uh, yeah I, like, <laughs> I was expecting my name to be called uh yeah i think uh tfc looked really good in this game i really am glad that ao Akinola is getting minutes now and scoring goals and and I think it's uh, it's going to be a really good year for him if he can continue doing what he's doing, um, getting calls with the youth national teams again. And that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, Carl, Carlos Gil, or however you want to call him. I like Gil. I like Gil. I think it sounds funny. Well, it's wrong. So Gilligan, Gilligan looks good. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't win, so we're going to call him what we want. <laughs> yeah, until they can like until the Reds a win team. a game. <laughs> you know that thing I predicted them to do a lot of this year <laughs> oh because God. of him. Um, <laughs> fucking goddamn, yeah, that was wrong. Uh, three games in, but that was wrong. Um, so I, you know, he's the one bright spot for the Revs, and uh, I, I don't really think the Toronto's going to make the playoffs, but I think that, that game shows that they do have some bright spots and can um, be exciting to watch again, even without Gio. Jason. Jason, over to you. Ooh. With sports. Ooh, both of you <laughs> With said sports. It. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> now Jason. All right. Sports. Um, sports Sports, sports, sports. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I just want to reiterate the uh, Ayo Akinola goal, like, just carving up New England's defense, which is really not a terribly difficult thing ben to do, Olsen I guess. Do but <laughs> anyone can do it. <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to, willing to just like declare Toronto good again. Like it's New England. Let's be honest. I I think that. <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Thanks. I picked them. Therefore, I have to believe yeah, it. but that was, like, ridiculous Yo, pick. You Sam even knew is, that was ridiculous. Sam is fuck every team but New England and D.C. <laughs> New England and D.C. <laughs> and, and, San, sometimes and San Jose, of course. Uh, yeah. And San Jose, because we... That's why I didn't say anything about San Jose. Team. Yeah, you let me do all the talking. I was say, did you notice I didn't say a word about them? You did a good job. Thanks, man. <laughs> All right, Jason, back to you. Sorry. It was hard to talk about him this week, I'm going to be honest. 
It's yeah. always hard to talk about them. But, yeah, um, New England's kind of in that same boat. Like, yeah, Carl's whatever, Gill, Mr. Gill here um, <laughs> until he wins the game. Sure is that one, like you said, that one bright spot for a New England team that is really not worth turning on your TV to watch. Um, Why well, I watch them all so, yeah. bad. <laughs> That's why Robert Kraft ESPN Plus is a beautiful thing. Honestly, I don't think Robert Kraft knows he owns this team. So, yeah. It's like they That's... wrote the article in, like, the, um, I think it was in the New York Times, like, about how Robert Kraft should pay attention to the to the revs more often. To the franchise he owns. Yeah, seriously. And then he's like, oh, wait, I forgot I bought that team. How are they doing? And everyone's like, ah, they're shit. And he's like, eh, well, I got a football team that's pretty good. They, like, that's I mean, how they, they literally made it to, like, MLS Cup Finals, like, two or three years in a row. And so I'm sure he was like, yeah, we're pretty good, and just left things as they yeah, were. He, he still focused <laughs> on that. He's like, we still got yeah. that Dempsey guy, right? He was like, oh, people don't age. Tom Brady doesn't age, therefore no one does. Yeah, yeah. so he must – yeah, that, that kind of clouded his judgment. And he was like, yeah, nobody on my uh, revolution team is going to age. So, like, I can just keep this team right now forever. I don't have to do anything to it. And they will always be good. You know what? I, I like that uh, little theory. That is that is a good theory. I like that. I'm sticking with that till the day I die. Put that That's on my gravestone. Alright, so <laughs> I'm just going to move on to the next game. Last game of the week, guys. And I also have a 30-minute interview at the end of this podcast, so stay Holy fucking tuned. shit. Um, shout out to everyone ooh, listening. This is going to be a long one. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to those who stayed with us Yo, if you didn't up till stay, now. If you didn't stay, you're not laughing. That's all I have to say. Um, Colorado Rapids versus Sporting Kansas City. Game drew 1-1 in Colorado. Um, SKC really didn't have much changeover from their CCL starting lineup. Uh, Peter Vermee is notorious, apparently I learned that in the interview, notorious for not rotating his starting lineup. He likes to stick with the team and just run them to the fucking ground any way Peter Vermees can. And um, (laughs) 54th minute, Diego Rubio scored against his former team and celebrated his ass off and people were fucking crying about it. But in the 88th minute, Johnny Russell puts away a fucking free kick that made everyone in Scotland get up and start fucking chanting Johnny Russell's name. It was an amazing goal. Um, so two things I want to ask you. One, Sam, switch it up. Um, Diego Rubio, Oof. how do you feel about players scoring against their former team and celebrating? I think it depends on the uh, the history that they have with their former team and uh, how they were sold. Like I don't really remember the circumstances of his uh, of his, the trade, uh, so I couldn't like say based on that how he felt. But if it you know if it's like kind of a mutual thing, like all right, I want to leave. Like I don't think it's a big deal. If it was someone like you know who really cared about their club, but it was just time for them to go because you know he couldn't hack it anymore, but he still loves what he did there. Like. You know, he's not going to celebrate. It's all up to the players. Uh, I don't think you should really get pissed off about it just because just because of how you feel about the player and how you should feel about your club. He doesn't have to feel the same way. He's just getting paid to kick the ball. Like, he's he's not paid to love the club the way you are. So, I don't think it's a big deal. <clears throat> Jason. Oh, yeah, off to you, Jason. What? What? Say that again. 
Did we mute him? No, I didn't mute him. No, I... Sometimes my shit, like, cuts out and I hear, like, hey, hey. How do you feel about players scoring and then celebrating against their former teams? I personally think it's stupid. Like, I think people getting upset about it is stupid. Sam said it depends on the the, the team, the the player, the situation. Oh, it 100% depends upon the situation. I think it's stupid. Suck them off, too. You know what? I'm going to on this point. Have another (laughs) Sam Jason uh, power special on the... Yeah, we're going to mute you, Tom, and then me and Sam are just going to fucking run wild. Um, anyway, I think, like, <laughs> in those in those uh, situations where, like, someone's been on the team for, like, fucking 10 years or whatever, it's fair to be like, okay, I'm not going to celebrate this team kind of – or, like, if it's your youth club and they brought you up and they kind of gave you your first starts and shit, like, I don't know, be, be respectful, but – I don't know. People get butthurt over everything now. I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Don't get butthurt anymore, people. And my second question about this game, Jason. Um, oh. Johnny Russell's awesome, yeah. There you go. Got it. Sam. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm hip. I'm hip to that. You like Johnny Russell? <laughs> yeah. I like Johnny Russell. I, like- I, I don't like the shit that uh, Tim Howard was pulling at the beginning of that game. What do you do? Did he, he out like, someone's mom in the stands again? No, he, he like, went to, like, <laughs> pass the ball to his fucking center back. Oh, that was awful. It, and then, like, gave it right to the other team who just, like, fucking whiffed. Yeah. yeah. I was like, geez, you deserve to get scored on fucking Tim Howard. I mean, look. Didn't Tim Melia do basically the same thing and get scored on for it? Hey, hey, yeah, hey, he deserved hey. it. We don't talk about Tim Melia <laughs> like that. I know I'm not trying to talk bad about him, but he did do the same thing essentially. You just him. lost the ball. You, shut you know what's not? I love the man. That, uh, Tim Howard should have gotten scored on for it, and Tim Melia did. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. bullshit. But whatever. Tim Howard still told the guy to go fuck his mom. Um, the red card. Did, did you guys see what actually happened with the red card? Because from what I can remember, um, I have no idea what happened. I don't remember. <laughs> it, it, it was like That's an a great ball. memory, man. Dude, it was like an off the ball thing. Like, like the play happened. Then, like a second later, the ref turned around, looked at another dude, and was like, "Fuck you, get off the field." That's like, been happening the... with a lot of red cards oh, recently. Oh, oh the Johan, like what? The Johan Blomberg red card. Happened. Yeah, like I don't really saying? know what the fuck happened. It, uh, uh, it was Johan Blomberg. He's the midfielder for Colorado. Nothing really happened. Like he kind of just like his refs are assholes. Yeah, it was kind of just like a little like pushing. Did he flick his ear? Yeah, he like kissed him on the cheek and he fell over and like that's what happened. Ah. Oh, you hate to see it. I can't have that the modern day game. We <laughs> no kiss, <laughs> cheek kissing. Um, <laughs> one I guess one last thing before we sign off and push on to the interview that I had. Um. MLS Aces power rankings. Last week, Ugh, New York we City. We gotta do this again. New York City got some extra love last week. Right. Thanks, Sam. And um, <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> so, what do you mean? Not thanks, Jason. Wow, fuck Sam off. said New York City twice. <laughs> oh, true. Sam was like, like Sam I don't just know forgot what the fuck that. I'm doing. So please Any apologize. I want to hear my apology. We don't use that I kind apologize. of language. On this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm really sorry about? You know what I'm really sorry about? What? 
me and Sam forgot to rank LAFC in these power rankings. Oh, damn. You, uh, you, LAFC number one. It's so fucking funny, guys. <laughs> ha ha. Um, so, number one, I'm going to assume we all have DC United. We definitely should have ranked fucking LA in there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone has the same yeah. lucky three. I, I think so, too. Do you have NYC? It's pretty hard to justify any other three. <laughs> Yeah. Just, just making sure. Maybe one of you guys have a fucking hot take. I don't know. No. Bring some fucking hot energy. take. DC United third. Oh, I like it. Okay, Jason said it. <laughs> I'll remember that. But not really though. But not really though. But not really though. Okay. Um. It's like that meme where it's like yes, but actually no. But actually but no. Last. Yeah. My last last thing that I want to say congratulations to Alfonso Davies on scoring his first goal for Bayern Munich, then immediately getting um, not sent away to Canadian men's national team camp because of an injury. Something doesn't add up there, but it's fine. Whatever. He scored in the Bundesliga. Cool shit. Uh, You guys have anything you want to say before I run down the social media and then go to the interview? I'm good. Um, thanks for sticking around this long. Yeah. We love you, listeners. Hope you guys have also been drinking with us. If you're not, you <laughs> putting up with our putting up with our shit. Yo, this you guys so negative, bro. I say shit in a good way, like like we're we're hilarious. I think, I think we're phenomenal. I think we're. I said hilarious. that. I said I think we are phenomenal. Yeah, I think MLS.com should really pick us up. <laughs> Hell yeah. There you go. That's a joke. That's a joke from earlier in the podcast. Okay, social media. Follow us on Twitter at MLS Aces, on Instagram at MLS underscore Aces. On Twitter, you can find Jason Vivang. You you didn't tell me I've been saying it wrong like the entire fucking time until I heard you say your name last uh, fucking podcast. It's but... because like, like 90% of people say it wrong. So I, at this point, I'm just like, you know what? It could be, be right. saying you're right. Okay, you could just say, hey, it's not Vivang, it's Vivang. So it's at Jason Vivang, <laughs> V-E-V-A-N-G. And at um, Uncle underscore Sam X-I-I-I, I got that remembered somehow. Whew, I usually I write that down. Oh, although although I was looking at some of your past descriptions uh, to try and figure out, you know, how to write my own description because, you know, I had to do that. Good job, um, Jason. Thanks, man. But – you 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 put like an extra i like on four, like all the time. Yeah, I you usually, put like x i i i i. I and I was like, wait, awesome. which one is it? I, I had see. to go on my Twitter and not like go to Sam's Twitter oh. account to try and figure out what his name is. Sam, so why is it so complicated? Because it's thirteen in Roman numerals, guys. Come on. Oh, totally. Is that your favorite number? This is my favorite yeah, number. So it's if it my is, lucky like, number. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> okay. Um, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> oh, I love this shit. This is thank awesome. Thank you guys for listening. We are going to roll into an interview I had with Vaughn Pullman of the 9607 MLS pod. We talked about a few teams that have been hot to start the season, a few teams that have been kind of cold to start the season. We get into a little SKC talk because he is a big fan of sporting Kansas City and how they're doing in um, CCL. So enjoy that. If you, you know, if you don't want to listen, don't listen. But I think it's really good, so you should listen. And uh, we can't go with a podcast. We can't go through a podcast without mentioning Forward Madison <laughs> FC 
Ooh, what's up? <laughs> what did you think of it? Was, uh, and on that note, yes, we are here with Mr. Vaughn Pullman, half of the 9607 MLS pod. Vaughn, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on today, Tom. No problem. Like I said before, like literally about five seconds ago to you, but I'll let the people know. I was driving home, stuck in some traffic, and I was like, let me see what Vaughn's doing. Uh, I saw a 9607 tweet something, and I was like, yeah, like, you know, I want to just see how my man's doing. Hey, I'm glad we're able to work this out, because <laughs> uh, we failed epically on, on our end when we tried to do this last time. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. Like, w- w- Switch it up a little bit. I love supporting uh, independent podcasts, especially about MLS and U.S. soccer, since we are one and you guys are one. We're both on the Beautiful Game Network, so I'll give you a like, Get this stuff out of the way early. Where can people find you? Where can people listen to you? Just to uh, give that little shout out. Yeah, no, all the normal channels. Uh, find us on Twitter at 9607MLSPod. Uh, that's probably the easiest way to reach out to us. Uh, and, and then the podcast is uh, myself, uh, at VI Pullman, and uh, my buddy, my co-host, Zach Dick, uh, at Zach Dick. So, yeah, that's the best way to find us. And we're on all the other platforms for, you know, Beautiful Game Network, uh any any of your Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, just find us there. <laughs> yeah, no, pretty much like everywhere else. But that's it's it's good to have options for people to listen to. Um, and you guys run, you know, a great show. I listen to you guys every week. Well, I couldn't last week, so I was catching up this week because I was on vacation. But you know, it's it's a great show, and I love just kind of listening to MLS and U.S. soccer specific podcasts because there's not many good ones out there. And I just feel like any kind of, anytime you can get some really good content out of people, especially like fans of the game, like it's awesome. And, uh, that's how I feel, but I want, awesome. Thanks man. No problem. I wanted to ask you about a few teams, maybe get a little convo about some few teams. And the first team that has really just jumped out at me. And I know you guys have touched on it a little bit. And I think you specifically said you haven't touched on you didn't touch on them enough in the preseason. That's the Sounders. Yeah, uh, absolutely ridiculous what the front four of the Sounders has been doing to start off the season between Jordan Morris, Rui Diaz, Nico Ladero, Victor Rodriguez. Um, I'm a guy that believes Victor Rodriguez and Nicolas Ladero always start off really slow, and then like 12 to 15 games left of the season, they really just pick it up, and that's when the Sounders are the Sounders. But they both kind of look like them 15 games left of the season, week one, two, and three. So what what, what do you think of the Sounders? Uh, well, I think the Sounders are firing on all cylinders, right? It, you you can't really target uh, one area of the field uh, to, to isolate them. So whether it's coming down the left side, you know, I, I think uh, a really underrated part of that left side of the attack is... Brad Smith hmm. getting forward and getting involved. And same thing on the right side with uh, Leardam getting his two goals already. <laughs> um, and and obviously that's all uh, happening because Jordan Morris is back healthy and playing out of his mind. Uh, so I, I think going into the season, if you looked at the roster for Seattle, the, the big hole or the big concern was what's going to happen in defensive midfield with Ozzy Alonso uh, no longer there. And they just shifted Roldan in there next to Svensson, and it's uh, if anything, they, they're, they're improved. So uh, they're, they're very scary uh, to, to watch right now and, and really fun to watch. Uh, they're not a team I love to root for for obvious reasons, 
uh, as a sporting fan. Uh, but yeah, no, they're they're pretty incredible right now. And it's just it's it's stupid their depth. Like behind Brad Smith, you have uh, Nuhu, and behind the center uh, behind Marshall and Kim Ki Hee, you have Jonathan Campbell, Roman Torres. Like they just completely can just swap guys out and just have that super crazy depth. And I don't know, like I'm just happy my team isn't in the West and I don't have to face Seattle as much as you guys do. But um, jumping to a team that I picked to win the West, and I actually picked to win MLS Cup, and I'm feeling very confident about that week three. So, you know, that's going to definitely be their week, whatever you want to talk about. LAFC, um, they've beaten Portland. They drew New York City, my boys, this week, which, I mean, going into Yankee Stadium and drawing New York City is an impressive thing on its own because Yankee Stadium is, as a New York City fan, awful for soccer. Um, what do you think about LAFC so far? Yeah, no, no, I was very high on them. I had them uh, going very deep in pretty much every competition. I had them winning the West as well, uh, and, and would not shock me to see them uh, there fighting at the end uh, for MLS Cup either. Same, same thing like Seattle. They just keep coming at you uh, in attack. And uh, same thing, their depth everywhere you know like this past game they didn't even need to put lee win out there and <laughs> to, yeah. to have somebody like that just riding the bench is is unbelievable and and you can keep your strikers fresh uh because if christian ramirez is out there playing 45 minutes running his tail off uh and a team starts to get worn down or starts to figure figure you out what do you do you bring on adama diamande and exactly. and, then you and, and Zola, who hasn't even played a game yet yeah, so LAFC, uh, they they are just so rich with talent right now, um, and and that they're able to Latif Blessing shifting around the field. I mean, they're playing him at right back. They're playing him in uh, in the midfield as a number ten, but he's really a winger. I mean, if you can bring somebody in with that type of energy, uh, that that's a whole nother layer of depth where you start to have guys that fill in at positions that that you don't normally pencil them in at. And uh, th- there's no reason that LAFC isn't isn't going to be at the top of the West right there with with teams like uh, Sounders and and uh, I I still think my Sporting KC is going to going to be there uh, late in the season as well. I want to get to SKC in one second, but before um, LAFC, my biggest question for them coming into the season was who was going to play center back next to uh, Walker Zimmerman. And I thought it was just going to be the rotation of Danilo Silva, um, Dijon Jakovic. I really didn't think Eddie Segura was a guy who was going to do anything. And to me, he's quietly gone under the radar as like just an excellent piece next to Walker Zimmerman that's really helped lock down that defense. Because the LAFC defense has looked phenomenal for the first few weeks. I mean, two goals against NYCFC. It is what it is, but I don't know. Against they've played some tough competition and they've looked good. Yeah, no, Segura uh, and Zelaya were kind of their big moves in the off season, and Segura getting out there. Uh, we we saw this week where they went with a back three with Segura, Zimmerman, and Silva at yeah. times, and to be able to get all three of those guys on the field at the same time, uh, there's it's it's a luxury to have. And, and yeah, Eddie Segura has exceeded my expectations, and if that's the kind of production they're going to get out of him, uh, it, it's just another reason that the LAFC is going to be really, really strong this year. All right, let's move to your boys, SKC. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, you have every reason to be happy about SKC right now. They're throwing around a mixed starting team, sometimes even just a starting team coming off CCL play and MLS play, and they're doing well. They're getting results. Um, CCL, they're the last MLS team remaining, going up against a Mexican competition now, so that's getting a little wearisome. But I have full faith in SKC, and to me, they were the second-best team heading into the season in the West. Um, Overall view right now between the youth that you guys have between some of the experience you guys have, MLS experience, um, European experience, SKC, you have to be feeling positive. Yeah, no, I, I feel really good. Um, I, I trust Vermes. Uh, he, he's just incredibly bright. I'm also uh, scared I, of Vermes. <laughs> well, and rightfully so. He's, he's pretty <laughs> intimidating. Uh, but he clearly is playing, you know, four or five D chess. Uh, with the roster, and, and we see it time and time again with how he rebuilds the roster and and, and incorporates new players. Uh, I think what's going to be interesting this year, and we've already seen it a bit, is he's not particularly known for uh, squad rotation, mm. and uh, I, he tends to ride a certain lineup uh, and and get the most out of that that he can, and and then make small tweaks. Uh, we've seen it regularly uh, at left left back where Seth Sinovic isn't going to start the year uh, as the starter, but come playoff times, you you, you know he's going to be out there. And uh, I think this year you're seeing that with Gerso starting yes. uh, at the left wing spot. And I fully expect that by the end of the year that that's going to be Daniel Shallowy again. Yeah, I mean, I know you said that, that he doesn't like to rotate players, but SKC's going far in CCL. You expect them to go far in MLS play. They always take the Supporter Shield seriously. They're like, it's them, the Union, Houston. They always take the uh, the U.S. Open Cup. I meant, sorry. They always take the U.S. Open Cup very seriously. So you have to have fresh legs, and you guys signed another player in Gideon Zalalem. Where do you think Zalalem fits in this team? Oh, I don't know. Because um, I think naturally you would think that he's going to fill in his depth kind of Roger Espinosa's spot. Yeah. Um, but I think he can kind of play two roles. I think he can sort of be that number eight, but I think he also can try to mimic uh, Ilya Sanchez in the number six role. But if he's mimicking Ilya, uh, I don't know when he's going to see the field. <laughs> <laughs> because Ilya doesn't come off the Ilya field. Ilya's going to play every minute of every game. Yeah, he, he came off for the first time in like 56 competitions like a week ago. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he doesn't sub off uh, and for good reason. So uh, I would say he's most likely, the Zellalem is most likely going to be depth at that number eight spot, but I would really love for him to see the field as a number six that can kind of pull the strings. Now, one more SKC question before I have one more Western Conference team I want to ask you about. What are your feelings of Tim Melia? Uh, he's from my hometown, so I personally just love watching SKC games because Tim Melia is on the TV. But what, what are your thoughts of the most underrated goalkeeper in Major League Soccer? In my opinion? Yeah, I, I was going to say, yeah, his, uh, his rise to fame or, or at least to a starting spot in, in MLS is, is really a fascinating story, uh, you know, going from being a pool keeper. Mm. So uh, he's outstanding. I, I think that he uh, single-handedly has won many a games for, for sporting. 
and uh, he covers a lot of mistakes that that the back line uh, can make. And, and that's what you want in a keeper. You want somebody that the back line can trust, uh, that you know is going to be there for, for a key save uh, every now and again. And that's the difference between a, a team being good and a team being great is, is a good goalkeeper. Uh, I would say I don't usually see him be as vocal. It's very interesting. His personality is not one that stands out on the field. Um, I mean, yeah. coming, coming from like Long Island, we like to talk a little bit and we like to get a little cocky. So I, that's kind of actually very shocking for me. Maybe it's just my perception of it. <laughs> but, but when I watch him, he's uh, he seems very calm. He lets the other guys do the talking. It, even the way he directs players. Uh, you know, a lot of guys have to bang on the post to get their guys' attention. And, and Milia doesn't seem to be one of those guys. Uh, it, he, he tries to connect everyone and be a clear communicator. Uh, but he's not one of those, uh, he's not a Tim Howard type. Yes, no one's a Tim Howard type. <laughs> no one's cursing out people's moms in the stands like Tim Howard. No. Um, <laughs> uh, the last team in the West that I want to ask you about, Portland Timbers. My straight-up question right here, if you're a Timbers fan, are you worried? No, I, I think, uh, for one, you you had to feel that they, an early season slump was uh, in the cards, mm. right? You're, you're starting with, uh, what was it, 12, 13 games on the road yes. to start the year. Not easy. And, yeah, and, and also they made it to MLS Cup, so you're, you're going to have a bit of a target on you as a team that other teams are gunning for. Uh, I don't think that they made a lot of offseason changes to change their look. And uh, I think it also was clear that Savarese was going to try some things that maybe weren't quite as pragmatic as last season. So if that's the case, uh, you know, you, you you obviously wanted to start better than you are currently. But, hey, you, you've suffered some red cards that were preventable. And you've put yourself behind uh, the proverbial eight ball. So... <laughs> I, I think that they can dig out of it, but it might take some time. And I think we'll see in the summer uh, if they're able to succeed in signing a, a target forward that they really want. Uh, I think that's going to be a key key thing moving forward. And, yeah, can they just finish a game with a, uh, 11 guys on the pitch? That's a big one. Yeah, I mean, and also not having Diego Charo and uh, Diego Charo in your starting lineup hurts. We know their record. I mean, I don't know the exact record off the top of my head, but it's trash when Diego Charo uh, is not in the lineup. Yeah, I was looking up some numbers. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they have won zero games in <laughs> in the 19 games that he has not been on the field for them. That doesn't uh, look good for the future once Chara decides to, you know, hang up the boots a little bit. I, hey, te- teams make signings. Uh, it's not like once Chara leaves that they're uh, going to go. Again. Yeah, they're not going to go full earthquakes, you know, so. <laughs> We're a pro-earthquakes podcast, okay? We try to just <laughs> I'm say, sorry. Say positive things about the earthquakes because they have nothing else going on for them. Hey, Christian Espinosa looks great. He does. I do have to say that's a great loan deal that they brought him in in the offseason. And Nick Lima's cool too, but that's that's all we got. Vega looks good. Eh, the guy's he's like a 36-year-old goalkeeper. I'm not going to like be excited that he's going to change the season for the Earthquakes. Is Vega 36? 34. He's pretty old. Wow. Yeah, I did not know that. Yeah, I, when I saw the signing, I was just like, okay, cool. You have, like, 
three goalkeepers. You have one that just got brought up to the um, U21 team, I think, uh, Marcinowski. Like, it's like, why are you going to bring him in? But whatever. Um, Same question about the Timbers to Atlanta United. Are you personally worried about Atlanta United? Because me, it looks to me like this is a Frank DeBoer job. Like, he had success with Ajax, but Inter, Crystal Palace, kind of shitty performances there. And I I was sold that he was going to come to Major League Soccer. And yes, Major League Soccer is a worse league than the Serie A, than the BPL. It's not shocking news to anyone. And I thought he could maybe do something here, but... I am losing faith in Frank DeBoer because there's way too much talent on this team for them to be drawing games and losing games the way they have been. Well, much like I was saying with Portland, right? They they have a little bit of a mark on them. Te- teams are going to be putting out their best lineups. They're going to be, uh, you know, tr- going out there with a chip on their shoulder and saying, "Hey, let's go beat the defending champs." Uh, I, I think we have quickly seen uh, the difference it makes to not have Miguel Almiron mm. on the field. And uh, I don't think that if there's a knock on DeBoer, it's that I don't think he's putting his best players in the best spots to succeed yet. So this is not the pity Martinez that we're going to see all year. He's going to have goals. He's going to have assists. Uh, Joseph Martinez uh, is going to be more impactful uh, than he has been. And uh, I also think that if this is the form that they're in, uh, in, say, two, three months' time, there's going to be some changes that are happening regardless. Not necessarily at the Frank DeBoer level, as as a lot of fans are going to be calling for, Mm -hmm. uh, but I I think definitely in the lineup, uh, whether that's uh, in defense, uh, I, I think that that's probably been the most shocking thing is... Um, people have been very positive about Miles Robinson, uh, but I've seen some really, really bad mistakes uh, that were not happening last year by Michael Parkhurst. And I think that getting Parkhurst playing in form uh, is going to be a, a big game changer for them. And I'm, I'm really not that worried because they are. They're loaded with talent. Uh, and the, the dam's going to break at some point, and uh, the goals will come. Uh, I, I don't know that it's going to be in the 3-4-3 formation. It'll be interesting to see how long uh, DeBoer is committed to that. Mm-hmm. But we already saw him moving away from that a little bit a little bit this week. So uh, I, I'm curious to see what how long the experiment goes uh, before changes are made. No, I have to agree with that. I think that Michael Parkhurst is showing a little bit of his age early on this season. That could just be due to a short offseason and CCL play and all that stuff. But I think things might change once Franco Escobar gets back in the lineup for them. Um, Frank DeBoer decides to find a formation to kind of have their players look a little more connected rather than just separate pieces running around on the field. But um, let's get to my team. I want to just hear your opinions, NYCFC. How are we feeling? Because I'm pretty excited after this last week. Yeah, there, there's some good stuff happening there. Uh, I, I mean, I, I still think that they're a playoff team. Uh, do I do I'm I have them? I'm worried about that, not going to lie. I'm very worried that they're not a playoff team. I, I'm, I'm not concerned because the same thing that we're talking about with Atlanta, right? If, if the form is not there, uh, changes will be made. They, they have the, the pockets to do it, 
and they have uh, an ownership that <laughs> is not afraid to, to, to dig into that network, right? So I, I think the early returns on Matrita are fantastic. Phenomenal. Uh, I'd be really, really excited if I'm a NYCFC fan that Matrita's there. Uh, I think he's creating the most chances of any player currently. I, I know he's been very successful on the dribble. They were talking about that in, in the game this past week, uh, that I think it was him and Carlos Vela had the most successful dribbles uh, through the first uh, two weeks. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, he clearly has class, and I'd be really excited about that. Um I, I'm curious to see what they do uh, with Jesus Medina. I believe that he's, I've heard some rumors that he's on the outs um, and that they may be. So I, I'm forgetting the name of the player that it looked like Red Bulls and NYCFC were fighting over. Um, but it looks like NYCFC is going to be grabbing him and putting him in the forward spot. The Romanian so, so, in, uh, international, right? I believe so. Yeah. So the reinforcements are coming. Uh, Early returns for NYCFC, they are better than uh, the clicking better than I expected them this early. I, I got three more teams to ask you about, and with two of them, you can be very, very short. This is just for my co-host Jason. Um, he's a Chicago Fire fan. Should is, should he just quit now? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I should probably quit now. I've been very high on them. Uh, I. I mean, they've got Nico Gaetan coming in, right? Yes. So that's that's going to change them. And I, I keep saying they're one player away. They are they are one player away from being a really good squad. I think they've been really unfortunate early on here uh, this season. I, I think that they deserve uh, more than the one point that they've walked away with. And uh, I, I see some bright things there, uh, especially if Georgi Mihailovic uh, keeps playing at the level that he has been. I mean, if he can play like he did in January camp. I mean, obviously two different scenarios, but I'm very high on the fire. It's just they have no fullbacks. Like You did not expect to lose Brandon Vincent and Matt Polster in the same offseason. Like, one due to retirement, one due to going to Scotland, but like that's a big, big blow. And now you're rolling with a USL guy from last year and no true right back really to me. So it'll be interesting to see. I just wanted to throw them in there for Jason. Um, now the other MLS Aces team, DC United, obviously complete opposite end, especially, I mean, they were up 11 men to nine this week, but five, nothing win over RSL. Um, DC, I think right now, personally, best form in the East. Oh, undoubtedly. Yeah. I mean, they haven't given up a goal, so how can you knock them? Um, they're, they're same thing. They're just so talented. (laughs) I mean, they, they have so many weapons. If they can hold on to Lucho Acosta uh, through through the summer and beyond, uh, that's, I think, what's going to dictate whether or not they continue on the current trajectory that they are. Because uh, right now their trajectory is uh, supporter shield conversation for sure. Did you see the, I'm sure you did, but the mob of people storming to SC Cincinnati's first ever home game? It was unbelievable. I couldn't. I, I love it. I, I'm trying to figure out how it even happened. I heard that it just <laughs> kind of like formed, like it was an impromptu march People that just, just got like. Together. Yeah, it was like one of those. Uh, have you seen that Spider-Man meme where it's like yeah. all the Spider-Man's <laughs> getting into line? So I, I, I don't know exactly what's in the water there in Cincinnati, but that was pretty wild. 
their fans are starting to become a little insufferable. Kind of like Atlanta United fans right now. Like, I like it. Like, support your team. You guys show up in numbers. But, like, just tone it down this much. Just a little bit. Um, hey, for, form will do that. Uh, we, we've, we've seen Orlando fans. Oh, yeah. they've They've tamed down quite a bit. And I think some of that is uh, if, <laughs> if you don't losing. have a – Yeah, if you start losing, you don't have a reason to bark. Uh, last team, this is your co-host, uh, Zach, his favorite team, TFC. Doing a lot better and looking a lot better than what I expected, and especially from what we saw in CCL play. TFC, turnaround? I mean, I don't think it's so much of a turnaround. I think they're just healthy. I mean, last year uh, just was one heck of a year where where they couldn't get their choice 11 on the field. And uh, I think the biggest concern I've had for them is uh, in CCL, Lawrence Saman looked like... uh, a, a major liability, and I don't think that was the plan when they signed him. Yeah, that's, so, that's kind of what was worrying me, is that Simon just didn't look like the guy. Yeah, I, I, I would love, just like we were talking about with LAFC, and, and them having a strong back three of like Danilo Silva, Eddie Segura, uh, Walker Zimmerman, I, I would love for Toronto to have the option to roll out a, a Mavinga, Moore, uh, Simon back three and and build from that. And right now, I don't think they have that luxury. And, and well, we're, we're talking about Simon. Uh, Mavinga has also had his moments where mm. he hasn't been great. So uh, I think that's really what it boils down to for Toronto is can they return to their 2016-2017 uh, uh, defensive form? Uh, the offense should take care of itself, I think. Uh, I mean, we don't know what they're going to look like with Pozuelo out there, it's the same Pity Martinez uh, conundrum, right? Yeah. Like, are they are they going to play him in the right spot? Is he going to uh, read the MLS game quickly? Is he going to connect with his teammates? Sometimes that takes time to get integrated uh, and make a difference. Uh, and and he's also going to be held to the same standard, right? You you, you lose a Javinko and you put in a Pozuelo and you expect Pozuelo from day one to be your new Javinko. That's that's a tall task. So uh, for Toronto, that that's probably the biggest concern is once they get their choice eleven out there, uh, can they can they be dynamic and uh, can they can they shore up defensively and be the Toronto that that we all uh, grew to know and and I think a, a lot of people really love to watch their style uh, in 2016 and 2017. If you had to build an MLS team right now around one exciting young. Uh, creative player Paxton Pomacall Efren Alvarez which one you got to pick oh gosh between those two yeah Efren, Efren Alvarez I, I have to agree with you I mean I lo- I was very excited about Pomacall coming to the season but I didn't expect Alvarez to look as good as he has this season some of it is I, I don't think I've watched a whole lot of Pomacall I, I've seen a lot more of Alvarez and um, I, I think Alvarez is more dynamic and we've seen it just in in his flashes uh, where Pomacol is going to, you know, have his touches that uh, light up the highlights and, and you can watch that, that on film. Uh, Alvarez does the same thing with goals. So, so <laughs> uh, I, I'm more excited about uh, Alvarez once, once he's 90 minutes fit uh, of what he can do over a full 90. And once he's wearing a red, white, and blue jersey, of course. Um Last question I want to ask you, and it's last. I haven't had a guest on the podcast in a while, so last question that I ask every guest, 
Um, if you could go back in soccer history, so from beginning of soccer time, and relive one moment live with a beer in your hand, cheering along, what's that moment to you? Oh, gosh. One moment back in time. It could be live. It could be back in time. It could be a year ago, whatever. Any moment that, that that's just passionate to you. You know what? If, if there was one that I would go back to, and it's probably the game that I think changed uh, Sporting KC's trajectory. I, I think it was a, a pivotal moment in their history, was their game, their friendly, uh, where they beat Manchester United at Arrowhead Stadium. Mm. Uh, I think to be in that environment, I mean, I remember watching that game in a Buffalo Wild Wing. Like, I can tell you exactly <laughs> the seat I was sitting in for that game. Um, and, and even at that time, I, I wasn't so much... Uh, a diehard uh, as I am today. Uh, it, it was one of those times where it was the big game. I had to tune in. And I think that there were a lot of Kansas Cityans that tuned in at that time. And they were still the Wizards at that point. Um, and, and to see them go and play a, a top team in England and, and take it to them and, and fight and win uh, in front of a home crowd that that large at Arrowhead Stadium, I, I think that really changed the, the whole trajectory uh, for the franchise. I absolutely love that answer. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Vaughn Pullman, one half of the 9607 MLS pod. Vaughn, thank you for coming on. This was a lot longer than the 10 minutes that I asked you to come on for, but I really appreciate it, man. No, thank you for having me on, Tom, and, and you, you guys keep doing the great work uh, at MLS Aces, uh, another great podcast, and uh, we'll have to have you on sometime soon here, okay? Back at you, man.